What's going on everybody? I go by the name of It's Mari Marv And you are now tuned in To another episode of Gem Talk Barbers Barbers I got somebody <laughs> special with me today, man We got the man himself Bree Baza Tapping in from Houston What's going on, homie? What's up, bro? First off, I want to say thank you for, you know, putting me on here. It's a great opportunity. Thank you to everybody tuned in. Man, this is just awesome, bro. You know, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you, bro. Thank you for taking the time. And it's funny because people have been asking me more recently, like, yo, bro, what does it take to get on a gem talk? You know? And it's hard for me to really put it into words because I, I can't really. It's more of a, it's like a feeling that I'm going with. I know what I'm trying to deliver from this platform and deliver in this conversation. So I, it's just something I, like I, I feel, right? Like if I, I need to go live and have a conversation with this person, I'm going to do my best to set it up. And um, you're one of those people, bro. I came okay. across your content, dog, and just seeing uh, the messages that you were putting out, how are you putting it out, and what you were doing from your page. I'm like, you know what? My dude over there doing real barbering, so let's bring him oh, on the Gem Talk and have a conversation. I'm excited, bro. Much appreciated. Hell yeah, bro. So where are you guys tapping in from? You're in uh, Houston. You've been here your whole life? My whole life, bro. Grew up in Houston. Boy, uh, you know, my, my shop's in Tomball, Texas. It's about two exits down from Houston. I grew up in Houston. You know, it's uh, considered Tomball, but, bro, you go and exit down, it's Houston. So uh, born Houston and raised, you know. Um, so much love for my city, so much love for the culture. As far as barbers too, man, you know, being from Houston, you want to put other barbers from Houston and, you know, Texas in general on, you know, so that's what, and, you know, it's, it inspires me to be from Houston, man, because I don't really see too much of Houston. I know Tank be chopping, shout out Tank. You know, I want to see more Houston barbers get on social media and make it happen, so. Yeah, bro, you ain't got, uh, Tank got a relationship? Yeah, man, you know what? We, we're cool, bro. Every time we see each other at the barber battle, we chop it up for a little bit. He's in the south side of Houston. I'm on the on, on the north side of Houston, so we don't really get to you know see each other in person too much. He has a family, I have a family, so we're cool though, bro. We keep we keep it really cool, man. You know, we, we share each other stuff, we we engage with each other stuff. But yeah, man, great great relationship, bro. Can't complain. Good dude. Yeah, bro. I I rock with y'all. Uh, I I don't know if it's Texans. Is that the word? Texans. Yeah, you can say that. Texans. <laughs> I've been out there a bunch of times. I've been to Dallas the most. I've been to Houston. I've been to San Antonio, okay. and. It's just been dope when I've been out there. A lot of love, um, I, at least towards me when I'm out there. You know what I'm saying? I haven't lived there, so I don't know how it is to actually live there. But It's uh, cool, man. You know, the prices are good on everything, but the weather sucks, bro. You what know, do you mean the weather sucks? The weather, man, it's hot, bro. You don't want to come here in the summer, dude. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so humid. Uh, you can't really enjoy anything outside. Right now, the weather is great, but as far as being a barber, there's so much opportunity out here, bro. Like, there's a lot of, there, there is a lot of, like, how do you say, um, you know, competition, you know, because there's so many barbers that can cut nowadays. And I know we're going to get on that topic, but I see 19, 20 year old barbers, bro, who look like they've been cutting their whole life. Like, but, you know, it's just, it's not just about just the cut. What else can you offer, you know? But Houston is great, man. I can't complain about you. Yeah, bro. These young kids impress the hell out of me, dog. Bro. It's like, they, they pick up the skills so quick. I'm like, bro. I so, wasn't that nice until eight years bro. in. Bro, hell no. So when did you go to barber school, if you don't mind me asking? So I went to barber school in 2010. I graduated in 2011. 
Same. I went in 2010. I graduated high school 2010, graduated 2011. Bro, the game was not like this, bro. There was probably about three people that could cut in barber school and no one else wanted to cut. There was no social media barbers. There was none of this stuff going on, bro. So like to see these young kids being able to cut as good as they can, that's why I try my best to, you know, give these messages and motivational speeches. That way they can grow into men. Because let's be honest, man, most 19, 20 year old kids, they're still young minded. Right. I think we need to level up as barbers and understand that it's just more about cutting hair, bro. We have to have customer service, you know, lockdown client retention. What makes you different? Anybody can come get a cut, brother, but are they going to want to come back? Mm. Talking to your customer, mm. you're engaging, you know, are you trying to make them comfortable? Because if you're charging the same price as a barber and they go to the, the guy next to you, right? And they chop it up, they have a good time. Who are they going to go back to? The quiet barber? Or the guy next to him that charges the same same quality cut, but the other barber. But you know what? With that being said, too, some people don't like being talked to, right? There are customers that come in, they don't want to talk. You ask them a couple questions, eh, leave them alone. But that's a fact. They keep the answers short. What's that, brother? I said that's yeah, a fact. Yeah, they keep the answers short. short. Because there are people that don't want to talk. But let's be honest, that's not, that's not, that's not most clients. Most clients want to build that relationship, so. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can tell or not, but tonight gonna be a good one. My man Breed done came out the gate ready to give y'all a bunch of gems. I already see the hundred emojis coming in, the fax emojis coming in. Uh, this is gonna be a gem talk. What I'm gonna say to you guys is, uh, a couple things before we really get the ball rolling is if you're watching this on the, your phone, you might want to consider throwing it up on a TV or on your computer just in case you get that urge to want to start scrolling and do some other stuff. If you at least have it on your TV or computer, you can free up your phone to be able to do what you want with it and, and still not miss out on the gems. So throw it up on your TV, throw it up on your computer if you can. Also, guys, make sure you're sharing this with people that you feel like you're going to get value from this. There's going to be a lot of game drop tonight. Uh, Breed and me are on the same page with a lot of different things, especially when it comes to this mission we're on. Uh, doing our best to empower barbers. So there's going to be a lot of game drop. And if you're going to be able to get a uh, game from this, I'm sure you know a few people that could uh, get game from it as well. So make sure you're sharing it with them. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Smash the like button. And make sure you subscribe and follow Bree Baza as well. On Instagram, Andy was telling me a, a little bit earlier he's going to start working on um, leveling up his YouTube channel too. So, yeah, so you got uh, make sure you guys follow him there too. You can click his name right in the description. It'll take you right to the YouTube. So uh, that that is your uh, homework for right now. So let me ask you something, bro. What made you want to start creating content? So, twenty twenty one, bro. I kind of went through something really personal, and I found myself kind of you know unmotivated, and I felt like, yo, man, like. I've been cutting hair for almost half my life. I'm about to be 32, bro. I've been cutting hair since 16 years old. So I told myself, like, I know I have a gift. I do 20-minute haircuts. I have a you know private IG page. I don't really post nothing. Uh, I know I got something. You know, being humble, I know I have something to offer. So one night I'm sitting in my living room and I tell myself, you know what? I'm going to make this barber page, man, and I'm going to take this serious. And I'm going to give out game. And I'm going to, you know, do as much as I can to try to inspire other barbers because talking to my customers, they would always tell me like, man, you know, for a barber, you think really well, you do good for yourself. 
you have good things coming your way. And, you know, I know I've, uh, you know, been very successful, humbly speaking, since I was, uh, you know, in my younger 20s. So I felt like I needed to be a voice to younger barbers because the things that I was seeing with barbers I would hire and barbers and other shops and just seeing barbers come in so unmotivated bro you know they come in and they put in work for a week or a month and they're not making money like you know other barbers in the shop and what do they do man they give up right. and i'm like man like there's so much potential like there's so many barbers bro that can cut nowadays man like they're so cold but they're worth it it's horrible you know so i'm like maybe if i could put some game on some people with a chance some lives maybe it'll motivate some people right so i end up doing it man i make an ig page blah 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 and this is where it gets interesting because I'm doing what everybody else is doing, right? In the beginning, I didn't want to show my face. I'm private. I don't want to be on the internet. I don't yeah, to- I scrolled back on your page and I seen like uh, your earlier stuff was like your haircuts and all of that. Yeah, bro. So I'm 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 with the mindset of like, okay, I'm gonna try to get some clientele. I'm gonna post some haircuts. You know. Yeah, you know, it got, it got some good movement. I was engaging, you know. But one day, I was like, okay, you know what? I don't have nothing to post. I didn't cut this week. I still didn't want to put my face online. I still didn't. I still didn't want to be out there. So I'm gonna go work out with my brother one day, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my camera on my windshield, and I'm gonna just drive 30 minutes, and I'm gonna just spit some game about how I feel about certain situations. And shout out to Barbara June. You know Barbara June? Oh yeah, Barbara, Barbara June's my guy, bro. Great dude, bro. Yeah. So uh, I had seen one of his posts talking about Boothroom, and you know when he said that when barbers ask how much is booth rent? The first question, that shouldn't be what you're worried about. Right. Well, what you should be focused on is like the environment, the location, the barbers in the shop. How can you grow? Because booth rent can be barbers downfall. They could probably have a great opportunity at a higher end shop and they don't want to take their high booth rent. So they go to a low booth rent shop. And most of the time, man, like these low booth rent shops, they're low for a reason. Right. That's out of town. The prices are low. The walking traffic's not that high. You're not going to have that much of an opportunity in a lower-end area, respectfully, than, you know, a higher-end area. So I was driving, and I told myself, man, I'm going to just talk about booth rent. So I talked about, you know, like, it's beneficial to pay higher booth rent sometimes because you probably still will leave with more money a week. That's a fact. you know, paying less booth rent, and you're struggling. So I post a video. I'm like, damn. I'm watching it, and I'm like, ah, man. Like, you know, when we hear ourselves talk, we think we sound funny, right? Bro, I hear myself talk. I think I sound annoying. I get why people are annoyed when they hear me. I get it. Yeah, bro. So I hear myself talk on this video and I'm like, oh, man, I sound like that. That's how I sound on camera, you know? So I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Morning, posting the video. Post the video. I'm like, whoa, what the, you know, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but I was like, well, what, you know, what, yeah, yeah, what, you what, could, bro. You on? just can't curse in the first like eight seconds of YouTube because then they get mad at you. But after that, you are all right. But do 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 your best to keep it somewhat family friendly because sure. you know some people watch this around their kids and all of that. So I'm like, yo, this video done took off, bro. How do I have like you know ten thousand views plus? And you know, Issa, I don't think any of my videos had ten k views, bro. I think most of my haircut videos were stopping around two thousand. You know, yeah. on the likes. And with that being said, you know, if you want to be a content creator, you have to stand out. And I didn't understand that when I started. I was doing everything everybody else was doing, posting right. haircuts, posting haircut videos. And don't get me wrong, bro. Like, there's some barbers that do very well at it because their haircuts are just that fire. 
but it's very hard to just post haircuts nowadays and grow your page. Yeah. So that taught me a valid lesson that I need to, you know, put myself out there, show myself. Um, that video really took me off, bro. And it kind of made me learn that, you know, damn, like, I didn't know that, you know, me showing my face and talking to the crowd would get this, get this type of engagement. So it really inspired me to make another video, right? Yeah. So I do another. You video. got that dopamine hit oh, where you was like, oh. "Okay, 10k oh views, <laughs> we famous now." I'm like, "Oh man, you know, I had like 2,000 followers at the time." So I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Be honest, something, man." So I make another one. Boom, bro, takes off. I make another one. That's when I start making the videos about barber shops and you know, the music and you know, like, you know, what to avoid. And bro, the page is just booming. I'm like, "Yo." Then I go back to my Instagram page. I scroll down. I think I made like a, like two introduction videos of myself. Hey, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. First couple of times, I didn't really like it. So, uh, oh, okay. I'm just pulling it up while you're talking cool, so they cool. can see it. <laughs> cool, bro. So I go back to like, if you go scroll all the way to the bottom. Yeah. All the way to the bottom. There's like two videos of me. And I introduced myself. I think I talked about like, you have to stay patient. But what I didn't realize is that those videos were the ones that were doing very well. And I ignored the fact that they did well. And I still kept pushing content of like, let me post a before and after. Let me do yeah. a transformation video. I kept doing that, bro. Like, you, as you can see right here. here. So this is towards the beginning right here. Yeah, yeah, bro. So, you know, all these videos, they, they did okay. You know what I'm saying? They did good. You know, don't get me wrong. They didn't do horrible. But this one, where I'm showing my face, you know, 342, uh, 365. I think at the time, bro, I only had like 300 followers. Yeah. So these videos right here are the ones that I look back and I'm like, okay, man, if I would have paid attention sooner, but I'm new to Instagram, I kind of would have figured out that this is what I need to be doing. If you look at every other post, 50 likes, 60 likes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always tell barbers like, so, you know, I do the social media course, right? So one of the things that I'm always talking to, to them about is you got to figure out a way to stand out, right? And uh, as artists and, and barbers, we want to showcase our best work, but if we're just being honest, there's great barbers, like amazing, low cut it barber, Josh O.P. barbers. And then there's the beginning, like when we're just starting out, our work is weak as hell, barbers. <laughs> and then there's the rest of us. Like there's this cluster where there's not really that much of a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like as competitors and stuff, we could say, yeah, I'm nicer than this one or they're nicer than me. But especially from a client's perspective, there's not that much of a difference. You know what I'm saying? So really I always tell you, you know, the people in the course, like if you're going to stand out, it it's if you're not exceptional, amazing, you're not doing this crazy stuff. You posting your haircuts is not going to be the thing to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad you figured that out pretty quick. Respectfully, bro. Like when I see a page full of haircuts, I look at it and I'm like, man, th those are good cuts. But it, but respectfully, not that it bores me, but I'm not interested. Yeah, no, it's cool. Because, because, that's what I tell people. If we're over, not interested and we're barbers, regular people damn sure ain't interested. It's just oversaturated, bro. Yeah. And I tell these barbers, like, you know, some people, how can I, you know, get my Instagram popping? Bro, show your face. Talk. Yeah. You know, spit some game. You know, I know there's I know there's people listening that probably have some game that they want to say that they haven't heard yet, but they don't want to do it. Post that video. You never know what's going to happen. Good well, the thing yeah. is, too, right, though, it's the feedback that they're scared of, you know, because like uh, me, I get it all the time. You get it all the time. You post your doing 19, 20 haircuts. It's, oh, he's not 
sanitary. Oh, he only did 20. I do 40. Oh, the haircuts aren't good. There's no way they're quality. Right. So it, that scares people, which is understandable because especially if you're a, a confrontational type of person or you got that fighter nature, which I got, I know you got for sure. It, yeah. it, it, it can be one of those things where it's like, all right, if you're not trying to deal with that every day, you're just like, you know what? I ain't, I ain't going to do it. You know, people, people worry about that. Right. So, you know, when people always say to me, bro, I want to do what you do. I'm like, then do what I do. You just got to put it out there. What about the haters? What about them? You might put out a message that impacts somebody in a way where it changes their life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you might change their damn life. You can't right. be worried about the the hater, the the private profile guy that's looking at the Bree Baza <laughs> post I post and is like, yeah, them haircuts are average. I can tell you that. But then you go click on his name. It's a, a private page. It's like, yeah, it's easy to critique from a private page, bro. Nobody cares. <clears throat> you can't worry about that. You got to worry about yeah. the people they could potentially impact. So yeah, I see yeah. the same thing you say. Like if, if people, they got game, there's probably people on here tapping in right now that got game. You know, put it put it out, bro, and, and let it do what it's going to do. And to everybody listening, man, you know, always think about it like this. And shout out to the Millionaire Barber, too, for the love. What's up, Millionaire? What's up, bro? Thank you, man. Look, check it out. There's, there's always going to be people, people in the bleachers talking, bro. While you're in the game, you making moves, bro, and they're in the bleachers and they're talking. The loudest booze come from the cheapest seats, dog. And they'll never be on the court or the field that you're in, bro. Never. It's easy to talk from up there, but when you're in the game actually making moves, they're going to always talk from the bleachers. Whatever, man. Like, I read the comments. You know, I seen them. But I'm not going to go back and forth with people on the internet, man. Especially, like, you know, it's like talking to a wall. If they feel that way, they feel that way. Because at the end of the day, I know what I have to offer. My customers love these 20-minute haircuts, bro. And I love it, man. The more that I'm, the longer I'm a barber, the less interested I am or care about a design and a skin low fade. Like, bro, I, I've, I've, I've done that already. It yeah. still interests me. But if someone comes in and says, give me a two and scissor top, bro, I'll take those all day. I love bro, that. Stop all your friends, Billy. Bro. I'm down. Mr. Ty, man, come back, bro. Bring that $50 with you. Two clip over comb, scissor trim the top, 10 minutes, bro. Easy, 12 minutes. Beard, okay, you want to do the beard, 20, whatever. But, bro, I'd rather do that than skin somebody up on the side, do a razor. And you know what? I still enjoy it, bro. But as I get older, I have a family now. I have children within myself. I want to have time for myself outside the shop. I don't always want to be in the shop. You know, I want to be able to come, cut hair, make some great money, and go home. Yeah, I, I, I've been in the shop 12 hours a day when I first started, you know, no customers. And when I got customers, I work my tail off, bro, so I can be very, very successful. And that's why I tell people never stop cutting hair and never get too comfortable because people are going to move. You know, you start getting complacent and start taking vacations too, too much and not coming in as often. You're going to lose customers. You're always going to leave. You got to keep building that clientele. Yeah. So that's one thing that I always tell everybody in. I love these twenty minute cuts, man. I'm gonna do it all day. Give me, give me a one on the side with a two. Give me one on the side with a, with a taper. You know, bro. That's all, man. Right, and and I think where the disconnect comes, and maybe I'm sure you you could probably relate to this. I know a lot of barbers can relate to this, but when you're first working as a barber and you're trying to uh, stand out or you're trying to build clientele, you think that you have to do these amazing highlight real haircuts in order to get clients you think that's what you need to do you think that's what you need to showcase right so there's that part of you that 
only is attracted to doing that or only is gets excited about doing that because you feel like, all right, now I'm going to be able to get more clients because I'm going to blaze this fade up. And now they're going to start sending all these people in or people are going to see their haircut and ask them where they got their haircut and everybody's going to come to me, right? That's a belief we have. Okay. And then another belief we have too is uh, we just be wanting to impress other barbers, bro. Man. That's the truth. You oh. know what I'm saying? And it's like, once oh. you realize that, once you realize that you want to do some of this stuff that you're doing simply to impress another barber, that's when the game gets easier because what you realize is, yo, it don't matter what Breed thinks of Marv's cuts. Right. It don't matter what Marv thinks of Breed's cuts. All bro, that matters is that that chair is spinning, and it takes bro, a lot of pressure off you. What happens most of the time when a barber cuts another barber's hair? The barber oh. probably don't like it, right? Because we're all so particular. On I don't want to cut barbers. other barbers. Bro, every barber has a different method, different style, different cut, like... You're never going to impress every barber, bro. There's always going to be barbers looking at other barbers cuts like me. That's whack. I can't do better. Not it's a competitor in, 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 our, in our culture. Uh, bro, I, the last thing I care about is what barbers think of my cuts, bro. I don't care. You know, all I care about is that customers coming back. I'm, I'm provided for my family. I got food on the table. You know, I'm growing as a man and as a barber, and I'm, I'm getting better every day. That's the only thing that I care about, bro. I don't care to impress nobody. You know what? I do post these 20-minute haircuts just to motivate other barbers. Right. To tell it's you, inspiration. Bro, you don't have to have someone to chair for an hour, bro. There's people out there willing to pay big money to come in for 20 minutes and get out. And you know, Mark, with that being said, check this out. This was pretty interesting. So I had cut this guy, right? <clears throat> I don't remember his face. He came in for a cut. Uh Bro, and, and guys, post on TikTok. I, I don't like TikTok. If you look at my TikTok, I'm not a big TikTok guy. Um, I'm going to get you there. Don't you worry. I'm going to get you being a big TikTok guy because I used to say that same foolery too. <laughs> I used to say that same thing. And then yeah. I figured out TikTok and I'm like, all right, I got to get you on that wave too. It's growing, bro. And TikTok brings me so many new customers a week, bro. TikTok, oh, you are on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Oh, okay, bro. good, good. We there. I have 11K or something like that. Yeah. And I just repost the stuff I, you know, I normally post and I just started. Bro, TikTok. But it hits locally. Bro. You're right. It hits locally. Bro, it brings me like five to seven new people a week, bro. And I'm already busy. Post on TikTok. Excuse me. So I get this new customer. Probably wasn't from TikTok. I think it was just, you know, people look at the Barber's Chair website and they book me. And I cut him up, man. Super cool dude. I remember everybody that I cut, no one's ever complained. No one has any said anything negative about my cuts. You know, I guarantee you, bro, it's super rare someone's not going to like my haircut because I know what I'm doing. I know what they want. I get the shape of their head, whatever. So one of my barbers comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, you know, this dude came in the shop because now I'm in my suite. He came in the shop. He got his hair cut by uh, so-and-so. And I overheard that he said, yeah, man, I got my hair cut by Baza, man. A great haircut, bro. Nothing was wrong with it. I love the way he looked. But he just did it too fast. I didn't like that. <laughs> so the haircut was fine. He couldn't complain about nothing. But the haircut was too fast. And there are going to be customers that don't want a quick haircut, right? But there's going to be plenty that want that 20-minute fade, bro. They're in and out. I can't tell you how many people actually sit on my chair if they believe it or not. They come in. I love this 20-minute stuff. I come in. I'm out. I get to, you know, enjoy my family time. You know, I'm not here all day Saturday. My old barber takes, you know, he's 30 minutes late on me, 45 minutes late on me. They love these 20-minute cuts, man. And I'm telling you that if you can master this technique and find a clientele that's willing to come in and pay high dollar for 20-minute fades, it's super possible. And I'm living it and I'm, you know, humbly showing that to you guys that it's very possible. Marvin Marv showing it. Like, you don't have to have customers in the chair for 30-plus minutes. You know, 20 minutes is enough time to have small talk. 
And, and at the same time, you don't want to run out of stuff to talk about, right? I'm done with your cut. I'll see you next time. We'll pick up where we started. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, yeah. this is a great opportunity to stop thinking old school that you have to have, you know, people in the chair that long. And don't get me wrong. There's barbers that, you know, do these enhancements and do our haircuts, charging 150. Hey, man, power to you, bro. You know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I just want you to be open-minded to understand that it's very possible to achieve these goals if you really want it. But you have to find a clientele. You have to market yourself that way. You know, these little, you know, 20-minute uh, cut, uh, 20, 20 cut uh, a day videos are really helping me, you know, market myself to bring new customers into my chair. People are coming in like, yeah, man, I want that fast cut. I want to see what it's about. I've never had this cut in my life, man. How are you so fast, bro? What? I'm coming back. I'll see you next week. Boom. You just got to bring them in, lock them in, be confident in what you're doing, give a quality cut, and they'll come back, bro. It's super easy. It's not that hard. Yeah. And you have to have a person allergy tool when you cut someone's hair so you know it's 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 easy man <clears throat> and to you know kind of go forward to um i used to do 30 minute haircuts that's where i used to be for a very long time and i noticed man when i would do 30 minute haircuts this was about i changed my prices in like 2017 2018 so i've been doing 20 minute haircuts since about 2018 and when i was doing 30 minute cuts i noticed myself sitting down for five minutes seven minutes Another four minutes, another six minutes, bro. To me, time is money. Like I don't like sitting down when I'm cutting. I want to cut. I want to, I want to keep going. So as I start looking at my books, I start adding up time and I'm like, man, I sat down for like an extra 30 minutes today. I sat down for an extra hour with 30 minute cuts. I have an hour gap. Why don't I slide, you know, knock my appointments down a little bit. I could squeeze in two more people, three more people, you know, at the charge at the time I was charging 30. So I'm like, bro, that's $90 more a day. Times five, bro. That's five hundred dollars. I'm trying to get this money, bro. I don't care what no one thinks about me. Right. I'm too fast. Yeah, you know, I don't sit down, or if I'm not sweeping quick enough for everybody, I don't care, bro. Like, I'm not trying to sit there and sweep every little hair off the floor to please. Bro, me. people point that out in the video. It blows my mind. Like, really? Because we can't find nothing else to critique. That's what we're gonna do. Bro. Really, we're gonna act like we're getting up every single hair. Uh, like all like really that's what we're gonna do that is, people are wild bro. It's, it's silly bro and like yeah. at, the, at the same time i understand where they're coming from but it's not that serious bro it's hair you know when you have time you sweep it up and respectfully saying when you get that busy as a barber you're gonna go through that that's just how it's gonna be when you're back to back that's just how it's gonna be and you know what i'm in my suite now so i don't have no one to sweep for me in the barbershop we would all swing for each other with these 20 minute cuts, sometimes it is a little challenging if they come late. Sometimes I am two minutes behind, you know, three minutes behind, five minutes at the most, you know? I don't have time to sweep. I got to get that new customer. I got to get that customer in, make a good first impression on my existing customers and, you know, keep that, that brand that I'm trying to build and get people in and out. You know what? If I do have two minutes whenever someone's out of here, yeah, bro, stretch it out, sweep up, boom. But I'm not trying to sit here and sweep every little hair. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm trying to make money, bro. Like that hair can wait, you know, bro. And the, the thing is, though, the thing is, though, it's like they, we just be chatting online, bro. It's like the same barber chatting like that to you is like you go and you watch them cut, and then you'll see some hair. It's like, oh, you you were the most sanitary barber alive on the on the internet, but now I'm here, and oh, why didn't you sweep that hair up? You know, you know what I mean? Like people just they find reasons, they find reasons to chat. But I, what I want to get into, man is because i love how you're doing the 20 minute cuts right i do the half hour slots i can get a lot of cuts done in 15 20 minutes 
Um, I like the half hour slots because then it allows me time to squeeze in a walk in if I have to, or if somebody hits me up last minute, I could squeeze them in. Um, so, so I like having that additional time to play with it as well. So, you know, that's a way to do it. The way I love your explanation of it, looking at how much time you're sitting around. It's like, all right, I'm just going to fill up them appointment slot spots. I love that as well. Um, but we're talking about 20 minute cuts at a time where people just simply don't believe it's possible. Right. right. Which, which is interesting because it, I, I mean, I went on this rant on my story earlier where I said a, a lot of these conversations I've been having more recently is showing me how out of touch barbers are with what barbers are actually doing in the shops and what clients are actually looking for because we just spent so much time scrolling on our phone that we think barber is a certain way when it's really not. And what I mean when I say that is barbers don't think that barbers can do 20 minute cuts and 25 minute cuts because they think every cut is a low skin fade with enhancements and a beard scope and a texture top and section. They think everybody's doing that and thinking everybody's wanting that. And no, that's just what we're seeing on our phone all the time. That's not what people want in in real life. Sure, there are people that do, but most people are just regular people that would take a a, a nice, simple, clean haircut. You you know what I'm saying? So, So there are barbers that just don't think it's possible for those reasons, just simply because they lack the perspective. But then there are the uh, barbers who also don't believe it's possible because they can't seem to get their speed down. They don't know how to, right? So my question for you is, um, what are some of the, 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 the little hacks or little tips or tricks or maybe a little shortcut that you could think of that help you uh, get the cuts done quicker while still maintaining the the quality of the cut so one technique that i have so when i was talking about you know when people come in they want a number two on the side with scissor cuts this is what i do it's always easier to style the top of the hair and cut around it so you see what you're doing i see a lot of barbers you know they they put a two or you know first they they do a two and then they they kind of you know cut around the edges and then they start cutting the top and then what does that do it leaves a lot of bulk on the side then you got to go back and reshape it the first thing i do when i cut someone with the number two and scissors i do the number two i do my shear work after that i have all this bulk around and i clip her over comb the whole side of the head and what that allows me to do is keep the shape that i want it's very easy it's very visible to see that that bulk around your head and even sometimes, too, maybe even before I do the clipper over comb, after the two on the scissor trim, I'll square them out in the back, square the sides. That way I see what I'm doing. And you see that canvas, bro. It's a, it's a two. The scissor cut's already clean. You already styled it. And all you got to do is erase around it. Boom, boom, boom. Clipper over comb the whole side of the head. And that's it. I'll maybe get my two again. I'll kind of flick out, you know, hit the little, hit the little, the little dark spots. Blend smooth, bro. Like that's one of my basic very easy uh techniques that i do is you know two on the side scissor cut the top style it clipper comb around the whole side of the head that really helps me when it comes to the beard say they do a two with scissor cut and have a beard you know if their beard is really thick i'll put a little bit of shaving cream on their cheeks you know let it soak up let it soften up so by the time i'm going to my razor work it's already soft i get in there um i don't spend too much time with my trimmers hit the lines, make them as sharp as I can. I don't sit there and go over and over the spots. I make the lines as crispy as I can. I'll come back with the razor. That's where the detail comes in. I razor it up real quick, comb the beard down. You can see these little hairs probably hanging out. You know, Look from the side of the head, you can see the mustache is sticking out. Boom, clean those hairs up, 
It's very simple. I think sometimes people take uh, too much time on beards. It's not that hard, bro. All you have to do is just kind of like, you know, trim down, you know, with the grain, against the grain. Most of the time you can already see what they're getting. So I think I think people make beards a lot harder than what they should be. Because when I do beard work, I try to keep it between the five and the, the five and seven minute range, to be honest, because that's one of the things that it's not too difficult, especially if, you know, uh, you know, a beard like mine is not, it's not too, too thick. So it's very easy to, you know, clean up the hairs. They're not going to take so much time to like take off versus someone that comes in with very, very thick beard. So if someone has, you know, um, a thinner beard, it's, it's even easier for me just to kind of go around what I need to go around. Um, and I do a number two, scissor cut the top, clipper comb the sides, clean up the beard, go back. And then when I'm done, when I feel like I'm done, I'll get the trimmer, go over any wild hairs, you know, any side, you know, spots on the side of the head. And that's really it, man. Um, When it comes to tapers uh, or bald fades, say if I do a number two on top, my first guideline was gonna, is going to be a half. I might use a one after that. But most of the time I do a half and I'll do a one. So there's a there's a zero guideline. There's a half guideline. There's a one guideline and a two. I always try to make three guidelines. Bald to half, a one to two, and a two to three. And most of the time, I'm clipper over combing every single step that I do. I don't even use guards that much. The most guards I'll use is maybe a number one and sometimes a one and a half. And you know what? The the half guard, you know, I do use that probably more than anything. But I try my best not to use any guards. And that's what really helps me with speed. If you learn how to control your clipper freehand, you know, sometimes I'm using a half up here. That's dangerous. But I'm using the corner and I'm taking little dark spots out. It's very dangerous, but when you know and you trust your clipper and you know what your clipper is going to do, you can get a lot more comfortable with freehanding things instead of having to pop on a number two and keep digging in there and comb it out in the one and a half. But if you know how to just clip over comb it, it's going to erase completely. So that's one thing that I try to tell barbers too is like learn how to clip over comb. That's one of my biggest, you know, uh, techniques that I use. And how I use that, you know, I used to work at a barbershop, uh, Caballero's Barbershop, uh, 290 and 16. And the owner, man, he was so cold at Clipper over Cone, bro. Iced out every cut. And I was fresh out of barber school. You know, I'm still learning how to use shears. And uh, I remember sitting down. He told me, hey, man, cut my hair. But you're not going to use no guards. Right. Like, what? He's like, Clipper over Cone, my hair. Like, I was like, I can't even use the half on the Clipper. He's like, no. Ball me out. And I mean, yeah, use the use the half, but I mean the the half guard. So when I did the ball line, you know, with the taper, bro, I clip her over comb from a zero all the way into the four. I didn't use no guards, bro. It's just you know, ball line, half guard line, half guard line from there, clip her over combing all the way to the three. And when it came to the ball part going into the half, there's a technique where you turn the clipper using the the, the corner of the clipper and you're going up and down. And what you're doing, you're detailing and you're spreading the hairs. So the hairs are like this. And when you start spreading hairs everywhere, it starts taking out those dark spots. And when you can really master clipper over comb with, you know, with a bigger comb, smaller comb, you can do any cut that you desire, bro. But it's all about technique. Um, if you can do a whole cut with just clipper over comb, no guards. I mean, it, it, it saves so much time. Because what do we do when we grab guards, bro? We got to pop them on. Yeah, that's so much. And it's only a few seconds, but it adds up. And then when you can't find the guard where you're like, yo, where's my half guard? Where's my? And you're looking all in the drawers. You're asking the barbers, yo, 
And who, who got my one guard? You know, that that's that's little bit uh, uh that's little increments of time that over the haircut process start to add up. Next thing you know, you're fifteen minutes longer than you need to be. Yeah, bro, popping them on. And sometimes guards don't even get that line out, man. You gotta keep on going, hit the corner, put the one back on, try to get in there again. But if you can master clip over comb, you can get exactly what you need to get out so precisely. You know, I remember um when it came to guards, what was I gonna say? Um with the clipper over comb, if I'm doing a taper fade and someone has like a, a a two on top, right? I'm gonna ball them out, bro. I'm gonna put a ball guideline with the three on the side. I'm gonna do a half with my next guard. And after that, I'm getting my clipper over comb into the half guideline on top of the three, and I'm taking that line out, bro. So it goes literally from a zero to a half to a three. And that guideline between the half and the three, clip over comb, boom, boom, boom. It just comes right out. And then I get my half guard, start going up in here, cleaning up, up, up in here, take on my ball guy line, and I can literally knock that out within a minute, 30 seconds. Mm. And it's the easiest technique instead of putting on the three, two and a half, two, one and a half. It just takes way too much time for me. So, And the, and the way that I learned these things is that when I was cutting hair and I was you know learning, I started figuring out, like, man, this, this clip rover comb and freehand thing, like, I felt like I was doing wrong. So at a time, I tried to stop myself from doing it because I was like, I'm not cutting right. I'm not cutting the way I'm supposed to. I need to use my guards. You know, people telling me I'm doing wrong, that I'm going to mess someone up. And I would start, you know, not believing it. I, was, I started not believing in myself. Like, nah, man, I can't I can't be cutting people like that. That's not right. Yeah, right, because you started to hear it from everybody. Like, nah, you know, man, so you started to think you the crazy one. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, I, need, I need to use guards, bro. I need to just do what I'm doing. But no, bro. When I just started getting better at clipper over comb and really, you know, really mastering that technique, it really took me off. And that really saved me so much time. So clipper over comb, um, don't be scared to, you know, get up in there, man, and get that half line out to a three. You know, it, it's all about, you know, angles, holding the mm -hmm. comb. When you hold the comb with clipper over comb, you don't want to put it up in the head. You want to you square it out. You know, you want to put it, put it to the head, pull out towards you. Does that make any sense? So mm -hmm. when you cut in, pull out the comb. Cut like that. That way you can keep the shape. Now, if you start cutting clipper over comb, they're going to end up with that. We all, I think we all cut somebody, right? Where we just round them off way too much. And they're like, oh, man, like, you you gave me that round round. I don't want that. I wanted it more square. I want the comb yeah. over more square. So you got to be careful with clipper over comb. Because in the beginning, I used to just do it so fast. And still learning, I was doing it too round. And that's one thing I want everybody to be aware of, that when you're learning clipper over comb, make sure that you're getting, you know, that square angle because you don't want to just start pushing them all the way in the face, start spreading all the way up here. Because now they just got a big old, you know, spread out fade, you know, with a round head. And most people don't want that round look. So that's one thing that you want to, you know, be careful with doing clipper over comb. Another thing that you want to be careful with doing clipper over comb is when you're doing it, be careful because that clipper can go under the comb Bro, I did go. I just did that the other day. Let me let me tell you story real quick. Let me tell. You. Listen, guys, I know that you're loving this gym talk. 
But before we get back into it, I just wanted to take a quick second to remind you that I do an interactive social media course. So if you're somebody that's been trying to figure out social media and you want to know how to create content that helps you grow your brand and market yourself so that you can make an impact and make an income, I'm going to highly recommend that you come and work with me. My interactive social media course will give you all the apps, tools, resources, and strategies that will help you grow your online presence. So make sure you go to itsmarvymarv.com, check that out, and come work with me. One of the common questions I get asked about this course is, Marv, is this course a course for barbers specifically? Like, does it only work for barbers? No, man. This is a course that will work for anybody that is looking to offer a product or service or grow a brand and grow a business in any way, shape, or form. So make sure you head over to ismarimarv.com. Check it out. And uh, after you sign up, make sure you DM me, man. So that way I can uh, welcome you to the family and I can uh, show you some love. All right. So with all that being said, let's get back into the gem talk. So and, and before I tell you, guys, if you feel like you're getting a lot of value out of this, what I need you to do is drop gems in the chat. Let us know that you're getting value out of this. Hit that like button if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. And make sure you subscribe and follow uh, Follow Reed Baza on Instagram and um, YouTube. And make sure you take a screenshot of this, guys. Share it to your story. Let the people know gems are being dropped right now. Y'all know the gems are coming in. Gems are being dropped. Things that are going to help you be better overall barbers, better haircutters. Bro, we're just getting started. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you guys are taking a screenshot, take a picture of this, share it to your story, um, and, and let people know, as you see, hella game, and we are just warming up. All right? So, um, yeah. So, the, <laughs> oh, man, I'm calling one of my clients, and uh, oh, I'm going, and I'm just about done with the cut, bro. I'm just about done, and I was using the little comb, the one that's, like, thin on the end, and it, gets, it goes up, gets thicker, so I'm in there, like, you know, with no guard on, and I'm doing my little joint, and then the comb went up a little bit too high, went under, it went in on him. I'm like, no, no, and when I think back to when I was a beginner barber or newer, bro, I'd have been so terrified. Now you know how to fix it. Man, yeah, right, but now when you get more experience, you just know how to kind of like fade that part out and it, you you make it work to to the point where they can't notice it, exactly. but you and I still kind of can see it, but it saves you know, it. But I just yeah, did that not that long ago, bro. Add on to the conversation. So yeah, man, what are you doing next weekend, bro? Like you kind of just distract them a little bit because I've been there before too, bro. I, bro, I'm like, oh my God, slow down. Like, you know what you're doing, but sometimes you have these accidents and Oh, then you got to match the other side, right? Because you don't want them to have a high taper, higher yeah, taper here with the lower, you know, taper here. So now you're like, you know, be smooth with it. Come back around, fade up a little bit on the other side, you know, distract them a little bit. It's going to happen, you know. And one thing, you know, this is a great technique, too. When you're learning clipper overcome, try not to just grab that clipper, man, and close it or open it. Put a number one on. Yeah. Put a number one and a half. The, the, the safety guard yeah, right there. You know, grab the hair, get the number one and a half. Hear it crunch, get the feeling for it, you know, see how much hair is falling off. I don't know how much hair is falling off. Okay, I'm going to get a number one. Oh, there it goes. I hear it crunching. We're hitting now, you know, hair's falling off. When you start getting more comfortable, put the half guard on. When you get more comfortable with that, take it off. Now you're starting to master the technique where you can start closing the clipper. Boom, boom, being confident. Because if you have a one and a half on and it goes under, you're safe. Number one, you're safe. Half guard, you're safe. 
all the way open, that could be a little dangerous. You know, you don't want to put, you know, you know, a line up here or a patch up here if you're trying to do a taper down there. So that's one thing I want you guys to remember when you're doing clipper over comb. You want to learn, put a one and a half on, number one, get the motion. And a big uh, tip, too, that I want you guys to know, people ask me, how do I get better? Well, if you have a slow day and say you have four people for the day, what I recommend, since you're not back to back and you really don't have to feel stressed out for that day, if you have someone at two, someone at four, five o'clock, practice on your speed. Try to shave five minutes off. You have nobody after that. So it's not. So if you do come into you know an error or you feel like something that you didn't really fade out as best as you thought, excuse me, you can go back and clean up what you need to clean up. But you're practicing the technique. You're practicing the motion. You're practicing the composure because you got to have a lot of composure too. You know, people are going to be coming in and out the door. If you have a very strong clientele that's very punctual, you want to make sure that you stay on time. So you don't want to overthink everything too much because it will throw you behind when you start getting nervous, getting the shakes. And now you're just not, you know, getting any, any, any better. So, um, you know, practice on your slower days, try to knock five minutes off on your slower days. So when you Customer comes in at four. You're trying to be done by four thirty. Try to be done by four twenty-five. Yeah. And the clipper over comb thing too. I want the one point I want to make, guys, is when you start it, when you start working on trying to learn how to do clipper over comb better, it's going to feel weird to you and uncomfortable, and it may slow you down. Right? Uh, like like he's saying, but don't let that discourage you and lead you to not keep doing it because it's one of those things where. It's going to slow you down at first, but over time, it's going to ultimately speed you up. So if you can make those sacrifices early on when you got a little bit, bit of extra time to get that practice in to learn it, eventually you're going to start speeding up and then you're going to be way quicker than you are now. But I know some barbers, and I, I'm guilty of this too, earlier on in my career, you get told a, a tip or a trick or a technique and you go to do it and you don't really know how to do it and it doesn't feel right or it takes you a little bit longer and in your mind, you're like, ah, nah, I ain't doing this. This way is way quicker. And it's like, no, it's only quicker right now. But once you learn that technique, that technique is going to save you a lot of time in the future. A lot of time. A lot of time. So you a couple know. questions, bro. Um, number one, they keep asking, what comb do you use? Does, does the comb really matter when it comes to clipper over comb? Do you have, like, go-to combs? I like the flat top comb. So Yeah, you know, I love that one, too. Flat top comb because the teeth are a little bit. You don't want to get something too wide. You don't want to yeah. get a texturing comb. It kind of it just it's too loose. It does the hair doesn't stand straight up. You got the one with like the the staggered teeth or no? Uh, the one that I have is just a uh, square, more real rectangle. That, yeah. That's my go to. Uh, since you. I freehand now, I know what you mean about the, uh, the the skinny one at the bottom and you get in there. Yeah, that one I used to do that too. But when I started doing freehand, I use both, bro. There's no right or wrong way. Right. You no, know, but the main one I use is a flat top comb. Um, right. You know, some of them are kind of angle. Food. The way you angle the comb, what matters the most, more than anything, not necessarily mm -hmm. the comb. Sure, the comb matters because it's a tool, and for different reasons, you you may want to use different combs. But all in all, it's just how you're angling the comb and how you're angling the clipper. Facts, bro. One hundred percent. If you can get that angle down and that motion, you know, whenever we start doing scissor cuts, how do we feel? We're like, uh, you know, in barber school, we're grabbing the hair and we're like slow, and we're putting the comb and our pinky, and we're just like. And, you know, it just takes time to gain that motion. So if you can learn how to cut scissor cuts, you can do clip roll and comb. It's all about just getting the technique down, getting confident, getting comfortable. Start with that one and a half. Start with that one. And you can definitely get it going. So, What tools do you uh, use? What are your go-to tools um, right now? So, so I use two clippers. So I, I switch them out. I have the the, the pissed off barber. I have the, uh, the black one, the X. 
model. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the um, the uh, what's it called? It's so funny, bro, because I don't even really care about Clippers no more like I used to, man. Bro, because <laughs> the thing is, it don't really matter. It doesn't matter, bro. The only thing that matters is how strong they good. were. I seen your call. I seen your 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 story today when he said, "If your Clippers ain't balling with one long stroke, man, that's facts. When we're balling, we shouldn't be like, bro. Yeah, vote, get, get that hair out of there. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if the line's not perfect. Get it out of there. Yeah, yeah. And, and the one thing about that too, which I, I know people do have enough, um. Uh, enough awareness to realize like you do that with every step of the fade as well but there are some people that don't realize that so when i share that video and i'm talking about balding and the stroke should just be clean strokes like this that that's with every step you know because because how many times are we going over the same hair doing these short strokes a million different times when it's like bro just cut the hair flick it out get it out of there obviously you want to make sure that it's uh cut evenly but that's where having proper equipment comes in to play the clippers that are, are doing that and there are some times where it doesn't need to be perfectly even because you're just clearing hair out of there yeah bro so i use that there's facts bro so i use that one another strong clipper is the uh the fx3 uh the skeleton those are really strong i love those clippers the, the skeleton is very very good for debulking you know ball yeah. doing the baldness um the clipper that i use for fading is the um the gamma uh damn, i think it's the gamma ergo yeah, great clipper. There I go again. Not even on the name of the clippers, bro. Bro, bro there's just so many good ones. That's that's right now. Here's here's what gets me in a little bit of trouble and kind of puts, I guess, some of my relationships in jeopardy. I guess when it comes to clipper companies and stuff like that. When I say things like this, bro, the clipper companies they're taking advantage of us right now. They're taking advantage of the uh, uh, ability that they have to market to us and hype up stuff. And the, the the simple fact that we as barbers think that it's going to be a clipper that completely changes everything for us. Because of those variables, these clipper companies, they're they're winning like crazy right now because they're dropping so many different clippers and we're buying all of these different clippers because we think they're going to make such a huge difference and it's going to be the one tool that takes our haircuts to the next level. At the end of the day, right now, bro... There are so many good clippers, whether we're talking Andis, uh, uh, Babyless, Wall, TPOB, Stylecraft, Gamma, who a JRL. That's my favorite clipper right now, the JRLs, the Calibers. There's so many good clippers, bro. It's all about finding the clipper that feels comfortable to you, is the weight you want it to be, has good battery life, cuts the way you want it to cut, and then mastering that clipper, bro. Yeah, Master that one. Knowing what it's going to do when you put it right here and there. You got to learn your clipper. You got to know, you know, it's, it might sound funny, but you got to be one-on-one with your clipper and know what it's going to do. You know, I, I'm not really a big fan of the, uh, I don't think, I think it's the instincts, brother. Like little, little, small, little, uh, you know. Yeah, the instincts are TPOBs. Uh, they're the goblins. They're the same thing. Okay. I don't like light clippers like that, man. I want them to feel not heavy, but kind of medium. I want them to yeah. feel a little big, you know. So, bro, the instincts feel like they're cheaply built, yeah, they, they, right? They, they felt. I, I, the power in them is amazing, but the motors t- t- uh, have tend to have uh, problems, and the motors go, and then the companies have been great at replacing them. But there, there's so much power in such a uh, cheesy kind of. I mean, it's cheesy, cheesy built, very light weight machine. So the the feel of that was weird. I think they're very powerful. I um I mean I could see why people love them because I use them for a little bit just to feel them out and see how I like them and they're dope clippers but I agree with you where I think they're just maybe a little bit too light for me to JRL I don't know if you use those but for me the they got a li- they're still light but they got a little bit more than bro than those that. JRLs are really slipped on bro 
Yeah. Those are, those I use a lot, the JRLs. And the only reason why I use the Ergo sometimes a little more, because the blade is a more of a surgical blade. Yep, it's sharper. And it's, you know, it's thinner, so you can kind of make the fade a little bit closer to the skin. But the JRL is really slept on. It takes the wall guards. It's very powerful and lasts a long time. And it's just a great quality clipper. And it doesn't matter what clipper you have. It, I think the only thing that matters is the strength of the clipper and what you're trying to accomplish. Right. You know, ball fades all the time. Get a very strong clip trimmer. You know, get a get a clipper that's going to be really good at, you know, taking hair off when you need to get closer to the, taking that skin line out, stuff like that. So it's yeah. all about, you know, what type of what type of hair, you know, texture do you cut most of the time? Is it curly hair? Is it, you know, you know, thin, you know, um, straight hair? Because, you know, there's, you know, one thing about uh, speed too, you need to look at the customer's head and know the texture of their hair before you even start cutting. Because there's not really a, a, a one technique cut it all system. And that's what barbers need to learn is that, you know, my system, it works very well. But have you ever put a zero? Has anybody ever put a zero on somebody and it looks like a half? Yeah, right. Right. Like their hair is so thick, bro. You 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 got your trimmers hit. Put a zero, looks like a half. And then you get somebody. If you put a number four on top, it looks like a two. Their hair just falls right off. So you have to understand it. You have to look at the texture of their hair, knowing that okay, if I put my you know number two on the side of their head, their hair is just gonna fall right off. And what is that gonna do? It's gonna take away a lot of the darkness from the fade. That fade is gonna look very stretched, and I have too much you know dimension to it so you really need to learn what type of hair texture you're cutting at that time so you can adjust your technique you know to keep the customer satisfied because there's been plenty of times where i'm like man this dude's hair is just not man bro it's a yeah ball but it's just not coming off and some people i'll put a number one looks like a zero falls right off yeah and i'm looking and i'm like oh the number one the number one got this man almost looking like a, like like a zero on the side so you have to know what you're doing so yeah my one barber i remember it's probably two years ago now but he cut two kids like the the mom brought in his, her two kids and their density of hair was just different so he they she wanted like a number two on both of them and he did it but on the one it looked way shorter than the other one and she was like um, I wanted a two on both, and she's like, he's like, it is a, a a two on both, and you know, so he he got through it or whatever. But then afterwards, I explained to him like, yo, we gotta, you know, you got you got to look at the density sometimes, and maybe even start with a bigger than what they're saying because they, you know, they're cons they're clients, they're customers, they're not barbers. They don't necessarily know. They know they want it to look darker, so they tell you two, but they just they want it to look darker, and that might require you doing a three. And letting them just think it's a two. That's perfectly said. I can't tell you how many people come in and tell me, yeah, give me a, give me a two on top, you know, like yours. And, uh, you know, give me a taper. And I'm like, oh, hold on, bro. I don't get a two. <laughs> I get, right. You know, I get a four and a half. So. Right. Th this is what my hair looks like. Uh, it's nothing close to a two. You sure you want to do a two? Let me show you a picture. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes even if they don't compare themselves to my cut, I could look at their hair. and I'm like, when's the last time you got a haircut? Two weeks ago. And I'm like, man, this dude looks like a six. I was like, bro, there's no way you got a two. Did you get a two last time? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, bro, if you got a haircut, you know, a couple weeks ago, this is not a two, bro. Let me do a four. Let's be safe. If you want me to cut it lower right after, we can do it. Put a four. Nah, that's perfect. Yep. You have to learn how to read the customer. Don't believe everything they say most of the time. Listen to what they tell you. Look at their head and go from there. Yeah. 
And it's it's the cliche saying that you can always take more hair off. You can't put it back on. Put it back you know on. what I mean? So if it takes you just an extra step just to double check and make sure, because maybe they say they wanted to. And you, it, I just did this. Matter of fact, I did just do this uh, recently because the one client I hadn't seen in a while, he was getting like a, a comb over style and he wanted to buzz it off. And he told me it too. And I was like, all right, you sure you want it too? And he's like, yeah. I said, all right, well, I'll start with a little bit bigger of a guard and then, you know, we'll, we'll see. And I did a four and he's like shorter. I did a three. He's like shorter. I'm like, all right, two. He was right with the two. But it's better to be safe than sorry, you know, because if I would have started with that two, in this situation, we'd have been fine. But, you know, if if I was right with my guess, we would have been screwed. You know what I mean? So you can always cut more off. You can't put it back on. Facts, bro. And you know what's weird? You notice whenever you grow your hair out, right, you put a two on it. Don't it look so much shorter when you have it longer for longer, a longer period of time? crazy, bro. Versus when you just get a two all the time, it looks a little bit darker. A little bit fuller. So you have to tell them too, like, hey man, I recommend doing a three or four at first, because when you cut it off, your hair might be going so many directions where it might look way shorter than a two. You know, you have to just put them on game, learn how to read the customer, know how to give them what they want. And and you know, a big, a big, big thing that really helps me getting people come back is when I get new customers, I ask them exactly what they want. Do you want a low taper, high taper, you know, mid taper? Do you want the curve? Do you not want the curve? What do you mean? Look, bro, this is with the curve. This is without. This is a mid taper. Did you want to? Nah, nah. Nah, do a little bit higher. Boom. So the dude wants a high taper with no curve. Just because we here give me a taper fade, we can be doing, you know, mid tapers all day with a crispy curve, and we think that's what they want. But some customers, they don't want the curve, bro. They want a high taper. So you have to be very, very descriptive and make sure that you and your customer are on the same page. You're pulling up pictures and you're showing them what they want because sometimes customers are going to tell you what they want. You show them what they were talking about and they're like, oh, no, I don't want that. So to lock in, you know, to be very good at, you know, keeping a good client retention is being on the same page because if it's their first time, you have one time to make a good first impression. Mm-hmm. You don't give them what they want. And you just guess and you just assume that they want the taper that you always give. They're not going to come back. But if mm. you can just take two minutes just to show them a couple pictures, they point out what they want. If you can show me a picture on Google nine times out of ten, I'm going to do it exactly like that. It takes the guessing out. Now you're not fading and being like, oh, my God, what's your eye? Are they going to like this cut? Are they going to come back? No. Tell them to show you a picture where well, you're confident about what you're doing. And when you're confident, you cut faster. And, you, you know, you just kind of you're in your zone. You're not just. Uh, is he going to come back or am I doing this right? So that's a big tip. Make sure you show them a picture, have them pick it. If they, if they seem very unsure, most of the time people know what they want, but barber lingo, we understand, but they don't understand. You know, people come in, yeah, just give me a taper, taper me up. And I'm like, bro, it looks like you had a low fade last time. Low fade. Like, yeah, you don't get a taper. You know, you have it more around the ears. Look, this is the low fade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just tapered all around the ear too. Yeah, it is. But when you say a taper fade, it could be a different fade. And what happens? We do a taper fade. We show them the mirror. We don't ask no questions. I didn't want it like that. I wanted it more around the ears. And now there's only either one or two things that you're going to do. You're going to fix it and lose time. Or you're going to tell them, oh, well. And they're going to lose a customer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you don't want to spend too much time, you know, trying to guess the game of what they want. Know what they want. They're satisfied the first time. And that's it. So. So uh, a couple questions, man. You're dropping a lot of game, man. And guys, let us know in the chat. You already know, flood the chat with gems. Um, If you're loving this conversation, if you feel like you're learning, this is free on YouTube, bro. This is stuff you're not just learning anywhere. Guys, smash the like button. 
You know what I'm saying? Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you subscribe and follow Breed Baza as well. And uh, take a picture to share it to your story. Um, ask questions. I'm starring the questions. I'm putting them in a nice special folder. If we don't cover them throughout the conversation, once we get closer to the end, I'll, I'll look through the questions and make sure we um, answer as many questions uh, as we can. But I got a question for you. So you talked about... Um, when it comes to cutting faster, you shared some tips and techniques. Um, you, you you said how you only have a couple pair of clippers. Uh, when it comes to the setup of your station, uh, do you have your station organized in a certain way that helps you move efficiently? Do you have like just not a lot of stuff on your station, or you have in specific locations where you know where it is? Like, is your station organized to, for you to be like optimal, or how does that work? My station is very minimal. Yeah, side, I have my razor holders that I drop the razors in. I have my little charging case that I put my clippers on. My cool care. I have some alcohol, some styling powder, and that's it. And my clippers on the station. That's it. And then I have my guards in the drawer. Try to keep it clean and as minimal as I need it. Because back in the day, I felt like I had so much stuff on my station. I don't, I don't even use yeah, all just, these gels. For no reason. It'd be oh, all, you got to clean it and dust it off and you haven't touched it in months. And a water bottle. Um, yeah, it's super simple. You know you know what you need. You don't need all this extra stuff on your station. Bro, when I first became a barber, I'm not going to lie, I had 10 clippers. Mm -hmm. I had three T-outliners, you know. I had two masters and they're all quarter clippers. I had a senior. I just, so many clippers for, you know, I guess you know, being excited about being a barber, but you don't need all that. Definitely keep it organized. I definitely try to switch out each clipper after each cut. Um, but yeah, bro, it's just very simple. It doesn't have to be overly done. Simple. So how do you, because, it, so the one complaint that a lot of people have or the one issue they have with the barbers who cut faster is, there's no way you're being sanitary <laughs> in that amount of time. There's no way I'd hate to see his clippers and yeah. I'd hate to have his clippers touch my head. So when it comes to sanitation, what, do you have any hacks or insights yeah, well, in how I mean, you stay for, sanitary? For the most part, our clippers only need to be clean for about 10 minutes, right? You spray them down. It's not hard, bro, to have two different clippers. You put the comb in, let it sit for 10 minutes, have another comb, you know, spray the clipper down. While you're not using that one, use the other one. It's simple. I don't know why people think that you got to sit there. Now, you got to throw it in the washer. You got to throw it in the dryer. Let me stop making some money and wait on my clippers. It's not that serious. None of my customers get ringworms or complain about any infections, and I know this. And that's right. why I'm so good at what I do. It's not that serious. Now, if you're really dirty. Act like the barber's cutting fast is out here giving people ringworm and skin diseases. It's like, bro, we've seen these people every week. They come back fine. Like, what are we What are we talking about? Bro, when you go to a mechanic, you could try to be as clean as possible. The, the oil is going to be everywhere. Bro, when I get in my car after work, I don't know how there's hair in my car. Bro, I got hair on the side, on my side, you know, when I open the door. I got hair, like, where I touch from my, my screen and where, you know, I put the car in park. Hair is just going to go everywhere, no matter what you do, as sanitized as you try to be and as, as you should be, you know, as long as you're being very sanitized and spraying everything down and sweeping as, you know, as much as you can. I don't understand why people feel like they have to have everything so perfectly done after each cut. If you feel like that's the Stay best thing. online, bro. They don't actually believe it. They just like to sound good in the comment section and act like they're taking their clipper and putting it, it put dumping the clipper in, in the barber side, letting the whole clipper sit in there for a half an hour. And they're taking their cape off and they're throwing it in the washer, then throwing it in the dryer and then coming back on. They act like they're doing it's bro. They it's like to sound good on the internet, dude. 
It's, it's not, not that hard to stay sanitary and stay clean. It's not, not that hard. Bro. It's not, bro. And you know what, man? I'm the type of person that if I see someone very successful, say they pull up in my dream car or your dream car, they pull up in a nice car. The first thing that I'm going to think is like, damn, how did they get that? Yeah. They're obviously doing something very well. I want to learn. You either feel like that or you kind of hate. So when you see someone being successful and they're doing things that you don't do, that you don't understand, if you see someone doing 20-minute haircuts, what's the problem? You know, like, why are you so worried about cleaning so much? It's possible, man. You just have to kind of, like, put your mind and be more open-minded and stop being so small-minded about things, how they're supposed to be. And, you know... I look like this the- right here. So you don't buy a new clipper after each client? Fact. That's what barbers act like. We just use the clipper <laughs> one time. To buy a new one. New client, new clipper. Like we, we be wilding, bro. Yeah, man. So if I see someone doing something very unusual and they're being successful at it, I'm going to listen to a, you know, a degree if I agree or not. But I'm going to have open ears and I'm not just going to be like, ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way you make that much money by just x y and z and there's no way you're that successful by x y and z that's not right you don't do things the right way and that's where we fail to grow sometimes that we just feel like we know everything we're so entitled to our own opinion that we need to just stop take a second understand that as long as i've been cutting hair for almost you know half my life i'm still open to learn bro i don't feel like i'm better than nobody you know i i know i know i have the shop i have the suite but i'm so humble bro i've been this person since i started cutting hair and that's never going to change if someone's doing something that I want to do, I'm going to listen. I'm never going to feel like, man, I, I own a shop and I got a suite. And I, I got this, man. I ain't listening to that, dude. But, you know, there are people who tell me you should be doing this. You shouldn't be cutting fast. And that's not the right way. If it's negative, bro, I'm going to ride my own wave. I'm going to make my own lane. I'm going to do it how I want it. If you're not even inspiring me or if you're not even in a place in your life to, you know, get me excited or, you know, be successful, those opinions shouldn't matter. So the only thing that I care about is working on myself, getting better, and inspiring the people who want to be inspired. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for everybody who supports me and gives me, you know, these these dope comments every day and, you know, just fill me with, you know, just, you know, inspiration too. Thank you to everybody who comments on my page and likes my stuff. Man, that's amazing because that's who I do it for, man, because I want people to learn. There's, there's so many individuals who want to learn. And want to get better. And there's a few who just have their opinions about barbers that cut too fast or wrong. And at the end of the day, man, our pockets say different. So we got reoccurring customers, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure you, Marv, I know you have so many customers, bro, because of the way you treat people. The great cuts you give, the mindset you have, you know, all the sanitation and sweeping stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, I get it. Keep it clean. But you think you think inspection walk in the comments, bro? You think you think inspection is gonna come in and look at your station and be like, hey, there's a little bit of hair in there. Somebody said in the comments, I hope state board don't come see his shop. Like, bro, if you don't get out the comment section and go on YouTube and watch a tutorial so you can cut a little quicker. Stop hating. Get out of here, bro. Marv, I've been in it will be wild. Respectfully, Marv, like before I opened my shop, I've been in some hood shops, bro. They're not that clean. They have holes in the chairs. You know, the stations aren't the nicest. The restrooms look nasty. And they still pass. Yeah. And, bro, I'm 100 times cleaner than what I've worked in before. So it's not that serious. I think some people are just, you know, they're just not. I don't want to say too much, but 
Yeah, they just we, don't know. What you don't got it. We know yeah, it. You know what I'm saying? They just don't really know. Yeah, they just think they know, but there's more out there if they would just listen and pay attention a little bit better. You know. So, what would you say to the people who think, "I feel you, bro." Like, I like the idea of being able to cut faster, but there's no way you're going to be able to build a relationship with with somebody. There's no way you're going to be able to provide a quality experience in 20 minutes. What would you say to that person? What do you think goes into a service that makes it a quality experience overall? Number one, I feel like you can read a person if they're picky or not. I know there is customers out there who are not picky and love a quick haircut. So for one, just a great conversation. There's so many people that I've cut for the first time and they don't even care how the cut looks, bro. So if you can kind of just build that relationship and understand that while you're cutting their hair, speak to them, do what you have to do. I'm not saying jack these people up, man, but at the same time, give them a great cut. We all know what it, we as barbers know a good cut. Stop comparing yourself to other barbers. I think that's the main problem. You know, you're watching all these Instagram barbers with the enhancements and that's great. They look awesome. Salute to all the barbers out there making their money on enhancements, but not every customer wants that. Stop comparing yourself to them. Stop thinking that you have to work like them. If you want to go that route, but stop comparing yourself to them. If you feel like this is something that you want to try because you should get that idea out your mind and be more focused on building a relationship and giving just a great haircut. I mean, I feel like nowadays, bro, if it's not enhancements and it's not like, you know, super, super fresh, it's a bad cut now. It's a horrible cut because there's no enhancements and the fade is just not super, super icy like some But, bro, the, the thing is, is, like, that's what people don't understand. It The internet is one thing and enhanced haircuts are one thing. And then there is the fades without enhancements. It's a totally different thing. And and what barbers like to do is compare the two. So if Marvy Marv or Brie Baza post a haircut with no enhancements and it's a clean fade, it still might not look like an enhanced fade because there's no enhancements in it. Whereas if me and, and Bree took enhancements and did the perfection thing to it and maybe edited it in Photoshop like barbers do, now it's like, oh, that thing is perfect. But the, the thing with my cuts and, and Bree's cuts, a lot of them, I don't know if you, do you use enhancements at all or you no enhancements? I don't, bro. No, me either, right? So, but the thing about our, and it's and not even that I'm against them, it's just that I don't, recommend them i don't like you know really all put them out there and offer them if somebody asks for them fine but people don't ask me for them so i don't i don't, I don't use them but all in all at what, what you see that haircut look like when i'm showing you that video and i'm showing you that picture that's what it looks like you know what i'm saying that's it that's what it is and unfortunately so many of us as barbers we get confused and we start thinking that these are not high quality fades because we're comparing them to photoshop work or enhanced cuts when it's like no this is what it this is what it really looks like. And if you take Marby Mars fade or Brie Boz's fade and we compare it to that other fade you were just comparing it to with the enhancements, if we compare it to that fade after that person takes a shower or a day or two goes by and the fade enhancements start to uh, wear out, it might be a whole different conversation when we're talking about which fade is better. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, bro. And you know what? Respectfully, I feel like not everyone, but most of the people who want enhancements, they're pickier. That's a pickier claim. And annoying. That's barbers think they got to do it because they'll pay more. That's that's not true. That's just more on us. If you want to take the challenge, be my guest. But I'm over here. I just want to do this 20 minute cut. Give them a great quality cut. Send them on their way. 
and get someone else. And I know someone asked me, I see in the comments, am I sore after I work? That's a lot on the body. He does too much. Like, that's tiring. I only work 21 hours a week. I get plenty of rest. What's the difference of cutting 20 people in a six-hour period versus cutting 12? <laughs> and, and, and nah, they don't even want to do 12, bro. They want to do six. They want to do four to six in, in six hours, bro. We're, sta we're standing the same, but maybe you're moving a little bit faster, but I don't feel any like you know, overwhelming pain or... Yeah, my back hurts, you know, throat, when but, but who's not tired at the end of the day? We're just like, oh, I'm ready to go home. But it's not like, bro, I'm dying over here. These 20-minute cuts are killing me. I don't want to do it no more. It's not that serious. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it, it you, you might not even necessarily be moving faster. You're just uh -huh. being more efficient. More and efficient. that's what a lot of barbers can't wrap their mind around. When they think of a fast hair cutter, they think of somebody that's zipping around like this, which it could be. There are some people that are like that. But then there are people who are just efficient, who have powerful equipment, who know what they're doing, who have their system to where they're cutting at a, a chill, relaxed pace and they're moving and they're not stressing. They're not overwhelmed. They've just perfected their system. And at the end of the day, the way I see it is if you're on your hour, you're on your feet for six hours, you're on your feet for six hours, whether you're doing six haircuts or you're doing 20. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, you got to have a system and some experience and in the proper way of doing things so that way you're not rushing and super overwhelming yourself of course but when you have uh, a system and you know what you're doing it, it, it a lot of times you're chilling and, and the one thing i do want to say too that i love that john hall brought up when we were talking about cutting fast on one of the gem talks i recently did was um just the fact that a lot of people feel that emotional drainage and and, and feel like mentally fatigued from cutting a lot of people right and the reason why they feel that in a lot of instances is because those are the people who have the people in their chair for 45 minutes to an hour and they're cutting for 10, 12 hours a day, right? And they have these people in their chair for a long time. So like John Hall was saying in our conversation, I love it. It was a great point. He's like, they're in your chair long enough to be able to unload that baggage on you, right? Because, you know, conversations typically always start pretty surface level and then they start getting a little deeper and we keep finding things to say and eventually they can start to get heavy. Whereas when you're doing a 15, 20 minute service, it, they, it, people don't even got time to get into all of that because the conversations typically are, they start off good, they're fun, maybe even surface level. And by the time they start to even want to go down that route, you're dusting them off and the cape is, cape is off and they're done. So throughout the day, you're not dealing with as much of that mental exhaustion in that, that, um, that, that emotional like baggage because people aren't just dumping it on you. It's a lot of light, light conversations, yes. positive conversations, quick conversations, and you keep it moving. And that's facts, bro. You can, it's fresh. You get new conversations. And you know what, bro? Like people, I know I seen the comments too, that you must have not said nothing to each other. You can't even talk. Yes. Wild. I, like, you know, I want to post sometimes about how me and my, customer interact throughout the day but it might make them feel a little uncomfortable some people don't want to be on camera and then they're not even themselves in our conversation out yeah and that's why people always like yo you should go live it's like no i like to go live but yeah. people don't i i would say to people you don't even like to go live you, yeah. you you guys are in my course or you you yeah, even if you're not in my course you guys are trying to create content for social media and you hear marvin mark saying you got to go live and y'all won't go live because you're scared to go live but yet you just want us to put people on the live, the show that we do in 20 minute, 25 minute cuts because you don't believe it. It's like, no, people aren't 
necessarily comfortable being on live. Now we got to watch what we say. They got to watch what they say. They might be like a deer in headlights. If I'm in a shop and I got other people in the shop, it, now they all got to know we're live because who knows what they're going to be talking about on that end of the shop that gets picked up. It's like, no, like people, not everybody wants to be on the, the, the camera live or be recorded in the way where you're having a conversation. So I understand you would love to include that as content, but I get why you don't. I didn't want to be on the camera first. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure you did it. That's why when you look at some of these haircuts of 1 to 20, they kind of got their back turned. I'm kind of showing the side because I can tell they don't want to be on camera. They're compromising. They're being, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're just uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't want to just be all up in their face. Like, oh, this is the 20 cut I've done today. They don't want me to do that, bro. And I don't want them to not come back because I'm trying to put them on social media. So but I ask them for information. They say, yes. I'll say, I want to show your face. I'll turn you around just to show that I've done the cut. It's over with. So that's the reason why I don't put the camera all in their head and tilt their head. Cause customers don't want to feel that bro. Like most don't. So we got to respect that, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Barbers. If you haven't done so already, we got, uh, we got some more we're going to get into. Let me ask you real quick. How, how much time do you got? We normally go like two hours. I'm good, man. All right, cool bet. So hit the like button guys. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe and follow Breed Baza on Instagram and YouTube because he's about to start going in on YouTube. Maybe, just maybe, he starts putting up some of these tutorials to show y'all how to cut faster. Maybe if y'all. You know what? Like. Speaking of that, I know a lot of people ask me about the tutorials, and you know what? Like, I want to, you know, but at the same time, I feel like out of so much work I put into and learned, and the sacrifice and the technique that I've learn how to do this i'm okay with giving free game and, and dropping gems and giving motivational speeches but i feel like since this is just an unusual technique i kind of want to do more of a class so i could be more passionate about it to help others and out of you know fairness to myself i get to make something from it i will be doing tutorials on you know little by little to show like little tips and tricks but I do want to kind of like put myself, eventually set myself up where I'm getting a return for the work that I put in because, man, this is a lot of work, Marv. You know, the social media stuff is not easy. Like it takes a lot of time. You, you when you have free time, you're recording. You know, when you want to go, go, go out, you, you know, you, you're tired, you know, you don't want to record the the video that I did uh, with the 20 minute cuts, uh, the one that you reposted a couple uh nights ago uh, i went to a kid party i got home around 11 30 i had just i woke up at six took, took my son to school i worked all day that video took me two hours to edit i had to mm -hmm. drop all the clips on i edit the video mm -hmm. I matched it with the song i didn't go to sleep till two o'clock in the morning and i told myself man i'm tired man like this is gonna wait i'll post it monday but i said you know what stop put in that work edit this video and i edit the video you know, went to sleep about two o'clock. I woke up at six, and the videos—I don't even know, bro—but I think it's like one hundred fifty thousand right now views. Crushing it! I, I took that time to. Keep and I'll give you props, bro, because one of the things that I teach in my social media course, the people that I work with, is I always try to. I make the point that the reason why so many of us aren't consistent is because of the time we invest into this. Uh, a, a lot of times we'll invest a lot of time and not get a return back that we think we're going to get. So it's easy to get discouraged, right? If you take two, three, four hours to make a, a video and then it doesn't do much, 
it's like, why am I wasting my time? I'm not seeing no return. So one of the things I'm always trying to teach barbers or whoever I'm working with when it comes to content is the most simplest way we can create content that's going to reach people and help us achieve our objective. So that way, even if it flops, we're not as discouraged because there's not a lot of time invested. So for example, right, with my TikTok, if you ever see my skits, all of those skits I do, bro, when I record them, they take me about five minutes to do each one and then probably five minutes to edit tops. So between seven to 10 minutes, it takes for me to make one skit. So I can go to the shop for an hour or two hours and I could bang out 10, 15 skits and be good for like a week or two, right? So I've been able to uh, uh, optimize and efficiently set up my content creation system to make it simple. So that way it's taking a little bit of time and now I'm still reaching a whole bunch of people, right? So that's what I'm always trying to help people with is like, how can we do content simple so that way it doesn't get too discouraging if you're not getting the reach you want. But I say all that because I applaud you, bro, for you know taking those two hours to do that video and some of the, the, the time you're investing to do your stuff because I see your content. Your content is fire. You know what I mean? And and for me, but that impatient bug is like, like I can do some really cool stuff with content, but I just don't be feeling like investing all of that time. You know what I mean? I like, I'm like, how can I put out a banger? You know, that's, that's going to be quick to make. So I'll record me just standing there pointing up and I'll say something uh, witty and hundred thousand views. I'm like, all right, man, we good. I can do that. Some do it. Some go like that, man. Yeah. But your content is fire. I think honestly, from what I've seen, in my opinion, bro, you are, you got some of the, the dopest and most unique content, um, at least in our industry, bro. Like your joint, like your stuff is fire. It's fire. The the way you edit it, the way like you 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 take advantage of trending sounds, the messages you deliver, the bro, your your content is f- absolutely fire. So thank you, Mark. With all that being said, I salute you, bro. You're doing thank your you, thing, man. Thank you, man. You know, you mentioned the uh, the trending sounds. Um, what's it? So so the trending sounds on the last video I did, I did the one with the J Cole and the Drake, the new song that just dropped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first person shooter. That's right. So. I didn't want to do that song, but it's bro. When you go to the, when you click on the song and you see thousands and thousands of views on the videos, I had no choice. I told myself, you know what? No, I'm, I'm picking this sound. Man. It's trending right now. I know everybody's using it, but it's going to help the algorithm. It's going to help it push. So that's one thing. Those sounds really make a difference. And you know, like you said, you don't have to have the camera that I have. And, and, and what camera do you have? I have the, the Sony FX3. The lens is a 14 millimeter. The FX3 is the cinematic one, right? Yeah, bro. It's a dope camera. And fire, bro. I'm, I'm live streaming on it right now. The good thing about this camera, too, is that it doesn't overheat. So if you got a battery plugged into the wall, you don't got to hang your, your camera, too, man. It's not overheating. But um, the yeah, Sony FX3. Oh, this first time using it. <laughs> the, the Sony FX3, the 14 millimeter, uh, 1.8. So 14 millimeter, the lower the number, the wider the lens. I do have a few that are like, uh, you know, a 50 millimeter and an 85 millimeter. Um, I don't really use those too much, but the main one I use is 14 millimeter. So um, I do, I do color grade my footage. I have, I have LUTs, a color correct, color grade. I film in, I film in logs. So what that does, it films in like a cloudy picture. I had my LUT that that's what gives it the eye popping colors. Yeah. I feel like that really helps my page because obviously it's going to catch a little bit of attention. Not saying it's the best or that. No, it's bro. It's fire. Thank Your you, color bro. scheme and with mixed with the, the lens and bro, it's, fire your content is dope bro and i'm trying to give quality content i feel like it helps 
Like, but like you said, bro, I could be, I could be in a yellow room with some horrible lighting, but if I'm dropping some dope, not me, but if anybody's dropping some content, it's yeah. going to push no matter what you do. If the content is good, it's good. It's going to push. You don't need a camera. You don't need this lens. But if you want to invest in yourself, invest into your brand, go for it. It looks better. It looks more professional. People take you more serious. You feel more confident in what you're doing. You're standing out. And it's just a great experience, bro, just to learn. I had no type of videographer experience. And I'm still getting better. And I feel like I'm I'm learning. If you go at the bottom to the top of my page. Yeah, you see the oh, difference. Shout out to 360 Jeezy. That's dope that he's on there, bro. Like, yeah, I used to love his, damn, I still love his videos, bro. And I I would always be like, man, what camera does 360 have, man? Like, what Jeezy's a have? good person. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I've met a lot of people in this industry. You know what I mean? Jeezy's a he's a good person. So shout outs to Jeezy. Never met him, bro, but you know, maybe he's a good he's a good human, bro. He's dope. He's a dope guy uh a guy. You got the dope oh. set up too. So you, yeah, you don't you don't you don't need all this, but uh, uh not, not to cut you off, but you know now you're good. If you want to get this equipment, don't be scared to spend some money to invest in yourself. You might spend a couple thousand dollars if you have it. Spend that money, man. Invest in your brand, invest in yourself. You know, take the time to learn some new things. And it's a tax write-off. You know what I mean? So you're going to get all that money back for the most part. Right. And even in, in another point, too, to add on to that is that a lot of this camera stuff, as long as you take care of the camera and the lenses, a lot they hold their value. Oh, so if it's worst case scenario, you needed to sell it, you still can get a, a pretty penny for it. Yeah, bro. The first camera I had was like a Sony ZV-10, and then I had a Panasonic, and it was okay. And then I was like, okay. Think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take the shot and grab that big boy, man. I don't need it, but I I'm passionate about this Instagram stuff now. I wanna do this. I wanna inspire. I want to help others that feel you know, some some of us need to be inspired, bro. Like there's 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 so many individuals, so much potential, and all they need is just a little bit of push. Yeah. To help them be great. Cause I needed that. I didn't have a mentor. No Bro, no, like, you know, a barbershop owner really helped me with booth rent. Like, I had to get it for what what it was, and I just want to help individuals, man, that want to be helped because there's so many great people online that are willing to learn and, and want to be great. And I feel like, you know, people like, you know, you, Marv, myself, you know, 360 Jeezy, you know, everybody that I, I, I rock with on Instagram, man, like, there's so many great people with so much game, and that helps the community so much. And I love and I have a very big passion of an inspiring barbers to, you know, be great, bro. Because, Marv, let's be honest, bro. In 2010, what did people say about us? What well, you want to be a barber? Oh, my God. Yeah, I would cut their hair and they'd be like, so what made you want to be a barber? And I'm, I'm like, why you say it like that? People, people used to look at us funny, bro. Like, ah, they settled. Nah, barbering is a $10 haircut. Y'all ain't nothing. You know, luckily that we've been in the game for so long, we put into work and we learned the industry and how to, you know, wiggle out of things that, you know, can really discourage us. It's a great opportunity to be a barber today. If you have your license or if you're watching today and you want to get your license, we determine our pockets. Get that license, man. Take this serious. Work on your work ethic. Build your character. Come in, you know, change yourself, change your change your situations. And I guarantee you, man, do that for a year. I guarantee you'll see so much growth. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm not trying to, you know, get up all in your personal life. But if you can let the bad people go in a bad crowd and really get motivated and inspired and put yourself around people that you want to be like, it's possible, bro. But you have to start and want it. If you don't want it, it's going to show. If you come in the barbershop and you just, you know, come in, I'm going to leave early. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm coming late. 
you ain't gonna grow. You're gonna get what you put in. When I first started cutting hair, my first couple of years, my first three, four years, bro, I wasn't disciplined. I was coming in late. I was coming in at 12 o'clock, leaving early. But what do my pockets look like? Not that good. You know, maybe sometimes I would blame the shop owner. Like, man, this is slow. Bro, I can't expect people to come into the shop when I want to come in the shop. They don't work like that when we first start cutting hair. You have to be there on their time. You have to come in and put in the work and earn your stripes. And when you get booked out and you start learning the game, then you can make your own schedule. Yo, one of the things you said is we determine our own pockets, not the shop owner. The shop is a foundation to grow. But at the end of the day, we determine how much clientele we want. So what are some of the things that you did earlier in your career to build clientele? And if you were just starting out today, what are some of the things that you would do now? Can you can you elaborate on, you know, what I mean, that that whole point that it, it, the shop's a foundation, but it's, it's on you. The first thing that's very important, location. If you don't see yourself living in that location or wanting to grow in that location, there's no point in driving 30 minutes across town when you know you don't want to be there forever. If you want to be a shop owner, location, because if you get to a good location that has potential, you want to find a great shop with a good location, with a great opportunity, built there for a couple of years. And I'm not saying open a shop right next door, but within the area, the owner is going to have to understand that you're going to get your own spot one day, tell them one day. So the first thing is location. You want to get somewhere that you want to grow in. Secondly, you want to take this serious. You want to be the first one in. You want to be the last one out. If you don't have children, take advantage. I got children now. You know, now I can't really do that as much as I used to. But I used to, you know, come in really early. I didn't have kids. I could stay late. Um, I didn't take long lunches. Um, you know, when I had, had downtime, you know, I was always trying to get referrals. Uh, I was, you know, watching YouTube, trying to get better. Um, you know, when I would get down on myself, you know, yeah, there was a couple of days. I'm not going to, I had a bad day, frustrated, seeing everybody cut. I didn't have nobody, bro. I would go home. Why? Cause I was frustrated, man. F this. And I am, I'm sick of this. I'm going to go work someone else. I'm going to go work someone else. I don't want to be a barber no more. This is too hard. Be stressing, bro. It's hard, bro. I don't want to do this no more. There's no yeah. money on this. After I pay my booth rent, I'm leaving with $200 and I'm like, Hey, this ain't gonna work. I see the guys in the oil field in 2012 and they're banking oil field money, making that bread. And they, I get you on it. I get you on by some. I think I want to do that. I'll go home, level myself out. I spent all these hours in barber school, all this time. I used to shave my mustache off of my dad's little trimmer when I was 10 years old just because I love the passion of just the clipper. I'm not going to let that go. And I told myself, yo, man, keep coming in and you're going to be all right. And one day I just woke up, bro, and I told myself, I'm not taking it serious. I'm not coming in early. I'm not leaving late. I'm sleeping in. I'm getting up at 10 o'clock. I used to play, you know, I'm, I'm 31 years old, about to be 32. I used to play a lot of video games, a lot of Madden. Bro, I'm on the game till 3 o'clock in the morning playing video games. That's why I can't get up early because I'm sleepy. Wait, so you took accountability? Bro. No way. Accountability <laughs> for your actions? Yeah, I was like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm staying up all night. I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping in. I'm coming in the shop, and these barbers are cutting. And like, you missed three walk-ins a day. You already had four walk-ins. And I'm like, damn, if I would have showed up, that would have been two in my pocket. And, you know, when I worked in the shop in the mall, there was a barber shop in the mall, so many stores. And what would I do? I would get bored. Oh, and it's slow. I'm going to go walk around the shop. I buy a pizza, buy a shirt. Bro, I just spend $25, and I made $15 the whole day. I'm leaving the shop negative 10. And I'm like, bro, what, what am I doing? 
I come in this shop late. It's Saturday. I'm pulling up at 12 o'clock because I'm a 20 year old kid with no discipline. Mm-hmm. Expecting everybody to come on my time. Nah, when I get in the shop, there better be 10 walk-ins. If not, it's the shop owner's fault and this shop is slow. And I'm right. out of here. Nah, bro. If you would have been there early, you would have got that one walk-in. Yes, yeah, one or two. After up, after up a week. After up a month. After up a couple years. How much doors you open from one customer coming back. That's a referral. They're going to bring their brother. They're going to bring their son. You never know. That could be a long line, long-term customer. One, one person. But it's all up to you. How bad do you want it? And Marv, when I turned that around, bro, and I started coming in early, taking myself serious, handling myself like a handling myself like a professional, you don't. And that's another topic. You don't have to wear all these fly clothes, bro. I wear a black shirt and black pants every day. Black shirt, bang, bang. we it's out cool. here, bro. We do. It's easy, and it looks very professional. When you pass by uh, visible change, visible changes, what are they wearing? All black, because it just looks subtle. It looks simple. It looks professional. So when I talk about these videos about looking presentable. You just feel good, bro, and you just take yourself. It just I, it makes me feel like, yo, I'm on top of my game. I'm here to make some money. I look good. I feel good. I'm just I'm honest right now. If I come if I come in the shop on and it's some it's some Crocs, bro, and some basketball shorts, I'm already out of my zone. That's just me, bro. No I see no where that's where I don't know if we'll see eye to eye because I be having a black shirt and my little custom barber jacket, my fresh jeans, and my Crocs on, bro. <laughs> Bro, they're comfy. <laughs> Croc gang. I think me, I'm just like, I'm a little biased because I don't really wear Crocs like that. But yeah, I guess it's neither just, did I until I put them on and then it changed <laughs> my life. Wear but, them everywhere. But like, oh, what do you think about basketball shorts? Yeah, as even that is that I, I, if I if it's a day off and I'm like running in to do a oh, cut yeah. or something like that, I do it. But for the most part, if I'm in there, I'm not. Usually wearing like basketball shorts. There's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong. But with. even even so, right? Like, because I know you're you're making a very good point. Like early on in my career, bro, there was a time in my shop we used to dress up in 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 like suits, like dress shirts and ties. Right? We were dressed to the T. And eventually, after you know a year or so of doing that, it started to get really uncomfortable. But it was very good for business and really good for the environment because people love that. So you know, once we stopped doing that, then it was just you know make sure you're presentable, you're dressed, you're clean, you're not looking like a scrub. You know what I'm saying? So and and that was more earlier on in my career. Now you know I'm a content creator, in and out type of guy. So sometimes I'll I'll be slacking in ways maybe I shouldn't. But if 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 my goal was to get as many clients as possible, build my clientele, barbering's my main source of income, cutting hair. It's yeah, I'm not I'm not going to the sh- the 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 barbershop with you know basketball shorts on and stuff, looking like I'm ready to go hoop. It's it's tough for people to take you serious when you're when you're at the shop looking like that. And even if the cuts are clean, that's cool, man. Like do you? But at the same time, I just want to feel. At my best every day, as much as I can. Like you said, sometimes I come in for the day and, uh, hey, man, can you come in on a Sunday? I got you, bro. You always take care of me. I'm not doing nothing. Uh, I got you. And I'll come in, man, you know, very comfortable. You know, white shirt, you know, maybe uh, some sweats. It is what it is, man. But when you're trying to, you know, build and de- depending on your situation, say you're coming into a new shop, you don't know what to expect, new town. You know, you want to kind of look to part. You kind of want to take yourself serious because you want to attract these customers. Right. They say dress a little bit better than the person you're looking to attract is like the saying. Right. So dress dress a notch up from the person you're looking to have sit in your chair. You can't go wrong with that advice. All black, man. It's easy. Looks good. And then you don't got to worry about wearing like, hey, I wore this blue shirt Monday. 
with the logo on it. Hey, I'm about to wear this blue shirt again on Thursday. Like this dude don't ever change his shirt. You don't got to worry about, you know, oh man, everybody's going to tell that I could, uh, can tell that I just wore this outfit on Monday. You know, you keep it simple. You know, bro, these black shirts, I went to H&M about 20. Bro, what? For the whole year. Yeah, bro, this shirt is, this runs me like 10 bucks. <laughs> bro, like, stop playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, bro, a good quality shirt, 20, you know, I bought 20. I think I spent maybe like two, $300, but it lasts me the whole year. Yeah. Right off, I can alternate them. I got me like five black pants that I wear, and it's simple. And these shirts ain't going to last us forever. I think after a year, they start getting old. And, you know, yeah. You but the thing is, is, like once they start looking a little worn out, you just throw it out and get a new one. It did 10 bucks. It, and they look good. It, and and for us, that might have a little bit more weight on than we probably should. You know, make us look a little bit better, too. You know what I'm saying? A little 100%. Man. Better than that white shirt does. Oh, bro, yeah. I got to be. <laughs> I try not to wear white in my videos, man. You never know. Nah. It, it don't look as good as black. Black lying, just hits different. Yo, question for you, bro. So, uh, one of the uh, statements I'm I'm famous for making. Uh, I don't know if I'm famous for making it, but one of the statements I've said is that there are so many people in the industry right now who would trade their entire clientele of picky, low drop, skin fade, enhanced, extra cuts for a nice, simple, basic clientele of people that get basic cuts, right? And I said something like that, and there were so many people that agreed. It was like in a heartbeat, I would give up my clientele these annoying or just extra cuts to just do some basic scissors on the top, trim on the side type of stuff, right? So there are people who who want this type of clientele, even if they don't vocalize and say it, they want it, but they just don't know, uh, like see it in a heartbeat, right? They just don't know how to get those type of clients or, or, or you know what I'm saying? They don't know where to find them or, or how to just attract them into their business. So uh, what would some of your advice be? Because one of the things you said to me in the messages was non-picky clientele who are not willing to pay 50 for a cut are really out here looking for reliable barbers, right? And I absolutely agree. So the question that, you know, so many barbers have is how do you find them? Number one, barbers ask yourself, am I reliable? Mm. Am I punctual? Do I respect their time? Am I canceling appointments every two days? You know, am I coming in like I'm supposed to? That's one of the main things that these customers care about because they don't really care so much about the enhancements and the boxed out lines and everything looks clean. But That's internet types, stuff, guys. Yeah, these type of customers that are willing to come in for 20 minutes, they just want a haircut and they want a better cut than sports clips. You know, they want a good quality cut and they want to come in. But the main thing that these customers care about is punctuality reliability and conversation i spent mm. i promise you bro i'll do Love the chat with gems guys he's coming bro i'll cut these i'll cut these people man and we have a great conversation brother we can and remembering what you talked about last time they come in give them the easiest cut of their life bro and they just respect the good person and barber to be on time and get them out the door these are the customers that i love man they just they're so easy going i don't need the mirror or if they look at the mirror cool looks good every time those are the customers that I care. Like, I love cutting, man. Like, the customers that are, you see it right here? You see it right here? And this, I, I, bro, I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've had those. And most of the time, those type of customers are the ones that are always late. They don't tip that much. I'm not trying to talk, but let's be honest here. That's my experience. It's the type of customers like that. I, Bro, I, that's not your experience. That's the truth. Oh, that's the man. truth. Pickiest, Everybody on here can relate to that, bro. These clients are the are the ones that don't want to, you know, take care of you. 
they they come in 10 minutes late and they still feel entitled to be like, you can't just do everything. My bad. I, I on the phone coming in, my bad. Hey, yeah, same thing. Uh, you give me all this. And I'm like, bro, you, you, you're 10 minutes late. Bro. How you want me to sit here and do this whole cut? Right. And you can't just finish me up, bro. Like, just, you know, just line me up real quick. I got you. <laughs> you're not going to get me, bro. Like, nah, man. I want someone that's going to be here at the 10 o'clock appointment. They're here at 10. What's up, so-and-so? How you been? Cool, boom, boom. Take my payment. My 1020 is already sitting down. Good quality clientele. High, you know, respectable paying clients. And that's that's the only thing that I'm willing to to to, to work with now. So to answer your question, I'm to go a little bit back. Um, you know, are you reliable? Are you punctual? There's too many of our canceling appointments. They're, they're behind on appointments. They're sleeping in. They're missing appointments. You know, you have to sit here and take yourself serious and be punctual and reliable. And I guarantee you, if you just show these type of clientele, you know, that about you, they're going to want to, you know, come, you know, to you way more often. They're going to pick you over the barber that's late. They're going to pick you over the barber that cancels on them all the time. So that's one of the main things you have, because most of the time they, they care about that. Like I said, more they care more about those characteristics than the haircut. Yeah. And what not I would say, guys, is to make sure that. that you're promoting yourself to those type of people. Like, bro, you guys are out and about every day. All of us are out and about every day in the real world, not when we're not staring at our phone, but when we're in the real world and we're going into Walmart, we're going into the grocery store, we're going into Home Depot to spend $100 on something that we need in the house, or we're going to get gas and we're paying in cash inside. We're going to all of these places. And whenever we're at all these places, there's a whole bunch of regular people that got regular, simple haircuts. Promote yourself to them. Offer them an opportunity to get a, a free cut from you. Or even if you, I don't do stuff for free, whatever. At least let them know you're a barber and give them your contact information. When you see somebody that got a simple haircut, shoot your shot. Either they come to you or they don't. But you can very easily build up a clientele of people that got basic haircuts by you just simply promoting yourself to these people. When you're at the Little League games, when you're at the Pop Warner field watching football, when you're at the uh, high school football game, promote yourself to these people. It's, it's easy. You'll be surprised how many come in. Everybody in the chat, Marv, I know y'all seen the little meme where the guy's like, you know, he's in the tunnel and he's cutting and he's so close to all those diamonds. Yep. gives up and he walks away and he's like a couple more hooks away. Like, you never know when you're going to reel into your chair. Yeah. You might look at somebody and think like, oh, they won't pay my price. Uh, I don't want to tell them my price. Bro, just go to them, tell them, hey, sir, how you doing? You know, I noticed your haircut. I'm a barber. I'm a local barber in town. Here's my car. You know, no pressure. Check me out if you, you know, get a chance. And I'll, I'll love to see you. You know, you come in, you want to give them a deal, whatever. Thank you for your time. Make it quick. Simple. Be confident. Make it quick, but make, be confident. If they come, if they're interested, they're going to come. If they're not interested, they're not in. So what if they don't come? So what? But you, you know, you took the time to give them your car. Yeah, you know, if they really want to come. They're going to come. If and, come, and if they say, uh, "Thanks, bro," but I, I already got a barber I've been going to for a while. It's simple. Well, hey, if there's ever a time your barber can't fit you in, you, you need a backup barber. Don't hesitate yeah. to hit me up. And I simple. guarantee you, they're going to be like, "Huh, that's true." I'm gonna keep this. Where are you at again? Right here. All right, cool, man. And especially if you're local, hey, man, I'm like a mile away. You know. I work right here, trying to, you know, get myself out there. I'd love to get you in my chair. This is what I offer. Here's my cuts. And, you know, you can check that out right there, man. I would love to have you. My name's so-and-so. Call me if you ever need anything. That's it, bro. Social media. Man, it's free. Damn. It's free, man. While you're sitting at the door, when you're slow and you're just scrolling on Instagram. Man, post something, man. Think of, be creative. I feel like every person in the chat, everybody in the world is creative. 
but we just were scared to show it. Post something, man. Like, hey, like you know, there's topics that I talked about, Marv, on Instagram that have already been talked about. And maybe most of the time, I'll talk about these situations and topics that maybe a barber's already talked about and I haven't seen the video. Well, Barbara Juma, you know, good guy. Like I said, he talked about a video and it inspired me to talk about a video and it took off. It's not that you're copying somebody, but I feel like we all agree to the same topic, but have our own way of saying it, our own way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Like if you see some content that inspires you, do it similar. No one's going to hate on you, man. No one is, you know, it's not like you're trying to jock, you know, their, their style or anything, but you have to try things, put yourself out there, post a story, you know. It's just you can't just be sitting there all day. This is a this is a time in life where social media is king. It's mm -hmm. not like back in the day where you're mailing the flyers and you're handing out business cards. Like it's not like that no more. No one cares. Like I post on this little TikTok app that I I really don't do too much on, and it's bringing me five to seven new customers a week, bro, from TikTok. Mm -hmm. I'm just posting these videos on TikTok, bro. Putting the hashtags and putting them on location, and I, I know a new customer. How'd you find me, man? Oh, TikTok. Oh, damn. I don't even got to do nothing but just post the video. Yeah, I put in the work before, you know, to make the video. But that's why, too, the other night when, you know, I went to bed at 2 in the morning, woke up at 6. I didn't want to edit that video, bro. But I'm like, man, TikTok's been bringing me clients. It's been working. It's not no time to slow down, bro. Hey, let's go hard. I'm going to post this video because it's working. I don't want to get complacent. I know how it feels to be complacent. So with that being said, Use social media to you. Yeah, and, and here's what I'll say about social media. A few things. Number one, the problem you'll run into uh, with social media is it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. But typically, you're going to attract what you post, right? So if you're only posting these difficult haircuts, <laughs> there's going to be a good chance that if you are attracting clientele from Social media is going to be these people that want these difficult haircuts. So you're going to want to diversify your content up if you're posting your work. You want people to be able to see themselves in your content, right? So if somebody who's getting just a basic, simple haircut is only seeing you do this extreme highlight real stuff, they're going to scroll by you because they don't see nobody on your page that looks like them, right? So for you guys that want to post some of your work, stop being so attached to the likes and so worried about impressing other barbers that you put yourself in this box to where you only post a certain style of haircut because that will be the only type of haircut that you attract. That's for one. 100%. For two, what what you have to understand about social media is when people are looking for a, a, a new barber, number one, they're not going on social media, right? They're not going there, but they could come across you on social media while they're on there looking to entertain themselves. So if they come across you, you're going to want to stand out to them, right? And the way you stand out to an everyday customer, an everyday person, is not necessarily by just your haircuts, bro. Like, people don't really care about hair the way that you and I do. They're not thinking about it like we are. They're not obsessed with it. They don't want to sit there and look at a page full of it all day, right? But what will stop a regular person in their tracks is, here's five ways that you can use a pomade to style your hair if you want to achieve this hairstyle. Right. Here's an easy way for you to maintain your beard in between visits to your barber. Right. Here's uh, a hairstyle. Here's three different hairstyles you could get if you have this head shape. That's going to be content that's going to stop an everyday person because it's like, oh, OK, I got that head shape. Let me see what they say. Oh, OK. I've been trying to figure out what type of products to use in my hair. Oh, OK. Right. 
So, mm-hmm. so ultimately, uh, one of the strategies that I'm always teaching in my social media course that I'm always stressing is you want to position yourself as the expert. However, you got to do that in your content. So you want to be the expert barber. Sure, you want to showcase your work. Sure, you want to post your best haircuts. Sure, you want to diversify that. But you want to establish yourself as the hair expert. So if you have people in your chair or in your shop asking you questions, turn those things into content, right? Because you have people in your chair and they're asking you basic stuff. Yo, how do I style my hair the way you do it? Make a content piece that shows people how to do it. Here's how to style your hair if you have a comb over. The easiest way to do it. You run your hands through, use your comb. However, right? That's going to be content that's going to be attractive to everyday person. So, you know, with all that being said, social media is a powerful tool to attract clientele as long as you're creating the type of content that is is going to be attractive to the type of person that you're looking to attract. And a lot of times, barbers are only making content that is attractive to barbers and not necessarily attractive to potential clients. So with all that being said, shameless plug, if you need help, come work with me. Enjoy my interactive social media course. We got course family. Family, show some love in the chat. Come work with me. I know you got some thoughts on all of that too. Man, that's super facts, bro. Because people, they come in from TikTok, they say, man, I see that you do 20-minute cuts. I want to be in and out. I want to try it, man. This is dope coming back because I'm promoting them. Showcasing. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, I think barbers too, man, one thing they're too worried about impressing other barbers. And number three, um, number two, they're too worried about losing clientele sometimes. Like they're going to be like, oh, so what are they going to say if I do a 20 minute cut when they're used to doing 45 minute cuts? They're not going to come back to me no more. Well, be strategic about you know, upping your prices or changing the way you cut because you probably will lose some clients. So you have to be very strategic how you do it. But just because the gym over here, you know, expects you to talk to them for 45 minutes. Are you okay with that at the end of the day? Like I understand some do, like I think I've seen the comments. He said, uh, you know, I'm trying to master the craft. Hey, that's great, bro. If that's where you want to be in your career, I'm all for it. Do what you got to do. But I feel like the more experienced barbers, the more we're in it, you know, I'm trying to make some money, man. I, I mastered the craft already. I feel like close enough. So, you know, stop worrying about what customers are going to think of, you know, the direction you want to go. If you want to build these new customers, then that's what you need to start pushing for. You know, don't let customers make you feel like you have to like keep them in a chair that long. You don't. There's always and and the thing about the customers too, bro, is what people don't realize, what barbers don't realize is they're paying for a service. Right. That's what they're paying for. They're paying for a result. Now, if it takes you 30 minutes to achieve that result or 45, it doesn't matter to most people. Yeah, there's always that anomaly. But most people, it's not going to matter to as long as you give them the product they're looking for and the service they're looking for. So, for example, if you usually give them a haircut, uh, a straight razor, a hot towel on the neck, and you do that all in 45 minutes, as long as you still give them that haircut, that straight razor and hot towel on the neck, if you do it in 30 minutes, most of them are not going to notice. They're not going to care as long as the haircut is still up to par. So, you know, when you're when you're slow, when you're trying to speed up and, and fit in more people or just speed up your haircut just because you want to have shorter days or whatever, just understand that you, you don't necessarily want to, to start taking shortcuts to where you're sacrificing the things that you were doing on the client, right? Because if I'm in your chair for 45 minutes and you're doing all of that, the haircut, straight razor, hot towel, and then I'm in a chair for 30 minutes, you don't do the straight razor or the hot towel. Now it's kind of like, 
well, wait a minute, you, now you're rushing me out. Whereas when you do them things, I don't notice that. I'm just like, hey, I got out a little quicker. Looks good. Cool. Now I get to I get to get home a little early or I got some little extra time to go run to the store quick and I got more time. So and, and clients will appreciate you for that. Yeah, bro. And, and you know what? Another big tip that I learned, um, I think that's dope that you said that because, bro, before I started doing 20 minute haircuts, I had I had a haircut and shave. I had a haircut, shave and eyebrows. I had just an edge up. I had so many services on my schedule bro when i just knocked it down that haircut haircut and beard scissors scissors and beard no edge ups i don't do edge ups no more it's just why am i gonna do a you know a 15 dollar edge up 20 dollar edge up when i have a 50 dollar custom owner to come into the you know to get that spot i mean i'm not trying to come off as like greedy but this we is do this to get paid bro business period man. i'm not here to i'm not here to play around i'm here to you know live the life that i want that i deserve that i put in work for so when I stopped doing the edge ups and all this extra stuff, people like simple services. If they don't find your services valuable, they'll find another barber. Like like they said in the comments, we can't cut everybody, bro. You're not going to please everybody. Some people are going to want all these services and that's okay. But, you know, with all that being said, we can't cut everybody. If you can keep your, you know, services a little more simple. I used to have like so many services, edge up and, and beard. It's just, it's just too much, you know? Yeah. Keep it simple, bro, and 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 understand too that a lot of the reason why we like to overcomplicate our services and do all of this extra stuff is because we think that's what we need to do in order to justify getting paid higher prices, and that's not necessarily the case. I remember thinking that earlier on in my career that I had to do all this extra stuff and take all longer because if I'm going to do that, then it's going to be quality over quantity, and they're going to want to pay more and all of that until I met the dude that was like, yo, Marv, can you get me in? And I'm like, no, I don't got time. And he's like, well, you got any wiggle room at all? I give you 100 bucks. Now all of a sudden I found 15, 20 minutes. Get him in and out. He gives me $100 for 15, 20 minutes and for a haircut. Now I'm like, wait a minute, I don't got to do all of this extra crazy stuff. So just simplify your stuff, guys. Stop overthinking it. That's the one thing we're doing a lot of in our industry right now is we're overcomplicating it, overthinking, making barbering way more difficult than it needs to be, bro. We are and, and part of my mission and, and, and Breed Boz's mission is to show y'all that this thing is not as complicated as we are thinking it is nowadays. It's a lot simpler. It's all about... Just simply being uh, consistent, being professional, and just in, in in doing what we know we need to do, and and the the, the results will come. I, that's something you said to me in the the uh, the uh, DM. You said master pa master patience and consistency, and watch the blessings grow. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the truth, bro. Facts, bro. One hundred percent. Just like everything you're saying is facts, and like you're saying too with the um. Um, the patience, the consistency, it's like when you really master that, man, it really takes you places that you never really imagined. And I, I, I feel that way 100%. And it's hard to be patient. It's hard to be patient, bro, especially when you're not making the money you're making. But you got to stick with it. Every I said this the other day. Every booked barber that you look up to has struggled, wanted to quit, almost quit probably. You know, they, they've been in your shoes. But are you going to run or are you going to stand up to it? Was there a time where you got really close to quitting? Bro, yeah. Like, is there a time that comes to mind when you think about, like, I was, like, done? Bro, uh, when I first started cutting, when I first started cutting hair, I got nothing but the kids. Boogers down their nose and, yeah, like, we got boogers and lollipop candy, chocolate all over the cave. They're screaming their head off. 
the kids cuts were fifteen dollars, bro. Fifteen flat, no tips. My booth rent was one seventy five in twenty eleven. One seventy five on fifteen dollar haircuts. And I seen all the older guys, bro, doing all the phase that I wanted to do, high phase, tapers, and I'm like, man, I'm getting all these kid cuts after I pay my booth rent, bro. I was leaving with like for real more like two hundred dollars a week after mm-hmm. I paid my booth rent. Sometimes one fifty. And I was done. I was done. I didn't want to do this no more. But that's when I said, the more serious I got, the more I started realizing, like, damn, like when I do come in early, I do cut more throughout the week. Throughout the month, I'm making progress. It's a slow drip in the bucket. But at the end of the year, it starts overflowing. Mm. Also, it's it's gems. Yeah, bro. You might not feel like you're making no progress. But when you look back two months from now, like, nah, man, that bucket's starting to get somewhere. Mm. A year from now, man, it's overflowing. I need some more. Ten years from now, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? All that time, I feel like I was getting nowhere. You got to realize that when you're in the shop and no one's in the shop, you're still growing as a barber. Yeah, the chair's not spinning right then and there, but you're building patience. You're building character. You're mastering, you know, discipline. You can't just come in the shop thinking everything's going to come to you. So when you're there and you're frustrated sometimes, tell yourself, oh, whoa. Hey, you know what? I'm proud of myself for being here today. I could be anywhere else right now, playing a game, hoping, sleeping, but I'm here. I'm here. And doing this today is going to get me where I want to be. My, my, and it might not be today, might not be tomorrow, because no one's an overnight success, let's be real. You know, maybe lottery winners, right? But think about anybody you look up to right now. No one's an overnight success. It took years for people to win them championships, to be the great player they are, to be the billionaires they are, the millionaires they are. They didn't get that overnight. So as a barber, who do you want to be? Keep coming in. Keep showing up. Keep putting in your reps. You keep showing up, you're going to keep getting blessings. So, I love that. So here's what I want to do. Barbers, first and foremost, if you haven't done so already, smash the like button because, listen, there's been a lot of gems dropped tonight. A lot. So hit that like button if you got value out of this thus far. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you do that if you're loving these conversations. I'm doing my best to have at least one of these a week at the moment. So uh, subscribe to the channel. Make sure you subscribe to Bree Baza's YouTube as well because he's going to start focusing on growing that and follow him on Instagram. And what I want to do uh, real quick, because I want to do this for like, you got like another 20 minutes, bro? Yeah, bro. So I want to do like uh, answer as many questions as we can. So ask questions and uh, we're going to do like a rapid fire style where we answer as many questions as possible. So flood the chat with your questions right now. And uh, while you're putting your questions in, I got to I got to let y'all know what time it is real quick because I haven't showed y'all this yet. Uh we've been talking a lot about uh clientele building and uh social media strategies and stuff like that. So you already know I got to let you guys know if you go on my page and you click the link of my bio where it says ismarvmarv.com, what will happen is it'll bring you to my landing page if it ever loads up. It always be taking forever to load. But when you land here, there's a couple options. There's a whole bunch of stuff. You can listen to the podcast and all the stuff I got. But the two main things I want to point out are, number one, if you go into the barber store, I got a whole bunch of hoodies, T-shirts, hats, uh, crop tops, right? And all of this stuff is designed to be conversation starters for you and turn you into a walking billboard, right? To help attract clientele so that way you can grow your clientele and start making more money. So make sure you check out some of that. And then... um. As far as the content creation and social media, let me pull that back up. I don't know why I closed that. But uh, I do the social media course as well, guys. So make sure you check that out too. 
Uh, you can enroll in that. All you do is click enroll in my interact social media course to take you to this page. You can watch the video if you want to see what um, it's about. You can read about what it's about. You can preview one of the videos in the curriculum. It's a whole big curriculum. Um, you get access to all of this, unlimited access 24-7 from anywhere in the world on a phone, tablet, computer, all of that fun stuff. And I also got a private page you get access to too. All right, so uh, if you do decide to sign up for this course tonight, just DM me afterwards and say you signed up and I'll make sure I hook you up with something special for signing up tonight. So with all of that being said, Barbers, let's look at some of these um, questions. Let's yeah, see. Give me some merch, man. I'm sure some love tonight. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. We got to work more together on the social media tip too, bro, because with what with what you're working and building towards, there's just a few insights I could give you that will it, it'll blow your mind, bro. And especially with the quality of content and the quality of the the quality in your content, like the quality of it and quality in it. When when I think when I see what you're doing right now, I'm like, yo, bro's got to really lock in on YouTube because, bro, I'm, I'm I promise you, you remind me a lot of when I seen Marty Blends first get on YouTube. Marty Blends was at like a, a thousand subscribers, but I could just tell by the way he was doing it that bro is about to blow up, and now he's at like four hundred thousand on YouTube, making a good bag off of YouTube. And and when I see you, I see that same thing. So uh, YouTube's definitely gonna want to be a focus for you and. And, and even aside from that, I'm sure there's some things we could talk about where you're like, okay, I didn't, I didn't really know that, and I, and I can help you out. So we got a link more for sure. I appreciate that, brother. I'm not really too, I'm not too too really familiar with YouTube. Like, bro, just to get on this live, I was like, man, oh, yeah, I'm gonna be late, man. Everybody's gonna be mad at me. I'm professional. I didn't know what I was doing on YouTube. I, you know, I need to learn it. So, bro, I'm, I'm telling you, it's the one where when we're talking about like really growing as a content creator and monetizing in a whole bunch of different ways. Bro, YouTube is different. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm a little late to the party, but um, it, 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 it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So uh, where are the questions on everything, you know, accomplished so far, bro? Thank Proud you. Man. Thank you. I appreciate you. So I don't really. Okay. So here's this one says, what are some good habits to have in order to speed up cuts? And for these answers, if you can try to answer them relatively quick so we can get through as many as we can. What are some good habits? Uh, definitely. What are some good habits? Um, the technique that I showed you about the, you know, the three guidelines, um, some good habits are to stay composed, try not to overthink it. And, um, I don't use shaving cream too much. Try not to use so much shaving cream. And, um, you know, the main thing is keeping, you know, good composure and keeping your, your tools ready. Um, I think that's the best way I can explain that one, bro. Yeah. I love that. And, and make it a goal to speed up yeah. start paying attention to the clock. Yourself. Challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah, pay attention to the clock because a lot of barbers don't. We'd just be wrapped up in the conversation. We'd be wrapped up in the haircut. We don't look up at the clock. So, you know, just think about what I always tell people is whatever time is taking you right now, try to knock two minutes off per week, yeah. right? So if you're taking an hour, try to do this week, get them done at 58. Next week, try to get it done at 55. Next week, try to get it done at 53. And before you know it, you'll be down to 45 minutes. Now you're down to 30 and you get to wherever you get to, you know what I mean? But make it an intentional goal. And uh, pay attention to it. Like like Tito said, your IG don't pay, YouTube does. I'm, I try to tell him, bro. I, I'm, I'm learning a little late too, but we got to get Bree Baza going hard on YouTube. YouTube, yeah, man. Um, there was another question I seen. Uh, where was it? Da, da, da. Oh, oh, yeah, this one. I was curious at this too. Why did you decide to move to a suite? Uh, man, you know, I love being in the shop. I think it's great. I feel like when I first opened a shop, I, sp I, had, I spoke to so many customers. I was, how, how you doing, sir? Welcome to have an appointment. 
And, you know, as time went by, I started realizing, like, okay, I think it's time for the barbers to start learning how to communicate more with the customers, start getting more comfortable with that. And I've always been a very private person. To myself, uh, I enjoy being just one on one with my customer. I know a lot of barbers like, you know, the camaraderie and like all the, you know, shots have been back and forth with the shop. I, I do too. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love that. The, the roasting and all of that. I <laughs> love that. I'd go crazy in the sweep. <laughs> and it's fun, bro. Don't get me wrong, but I really just wanted that one-on-one experience and privacy. When I don't have nobody, bro, I'm, I'm on the couch, bro. I might take a little nap sometimes, you know, I might watch some TV. I feel like I can get away and I just wanted that, you know, experience to you know, slow things down. And, and another big reason before we cut this one off, um, when I started making client, when I started making content and I seen it shooting off, I was like, okay, I want a little work studio or workspace where I can really get creative, set up my camera. No one's around. No one's watching me. Cause sometimes when I do content in the shop, the yeah, barbers distracting cutting. and stuff. Yeah. yeah you know, they're, they're, I got to wait for them to finish cutting in the high and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But when I'm in a suite, I come in anytime I want, no one's here, all the lights and I get going. So it kind of like, gives me that peace of mind and uh, privacy and creativity that I need it for. Yeah, I, I love that too because that's why when I'm doing my skits and stuff, I always do those on the, the when the shop's closed. I go in on a day off when nobody's there so I don't get distracted. I can just focus on creating my content. So that is a benefit. Yep. And I'm not really like, I'm not really, um, I'm not really nervous on camera like I was when I first started. But, you know, it's kind of weird when you're trying to record in a shop and customers in there because they don't want to be on camera. And you can tell they're watching like, oh, am I going to be on the, Am I going to be in the shot? And you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. So, yeah, try, you know. I love it. Um, can you explain your beer technique? Got to take 45, 30, got to take 30 to 45 minutes for a skin fade texture top and full legit beer scope. How do you save time? So this is one of the barbers that uh, he works with me. This is he's a lifelong friend and uh, we're working to build up his TikTok right now. He's the we're calling him the beard king. Because his beard sculpting is phenomenal, bro. Right. So he's he's bro. just curious to know where would you save time if you were sculpting a beard? Not everybody. Does um, so I use spritz on the beard, man, whenever it comes down to like trying to get that shape. You know, when you spray any type of like spritz or, uh, or uh, uh, hairspray, you know, because sometimes the guys come in with really oily beards. And what does that do? It, it doesn't shape the same. Clippers don't really hit as much. So I try to, you know. Even down here, man, or even on top, I'll spray a little bit of hairspray or spritz, and it kind of gives me time to lock in that dryness. While I'm doing the fade, the spritz already sitting out. So if they have a long beard like uh, your man here, you know, it's already, you know, pretty like set. Go down. I cut down, you know, with the grain when it comes to really long beards. Square it off, round it off, however you want to do it. When it comes to something like a little bit thinner like mine, man, I try not to go against the grain on beards because we all know going against is going to take a lot of the darkness out. So a big thing that I like to do is always go, you know, with the grain. Number one and number two, um, you know, go down the leg, go down the neck first, bro. I lightly trim the hairs right here, not to make a a, a really sharp line with my edges, and I just clean up with the razor, man. And we all know when we're done with the razor on the edge up or the neck, we always got to kind of comb it down, go back, and tap the little hairs that are hanging over. So, I mean, like the beers, you know, I just always want to get them as crispy as I can. But I do most of my my work with the razor, so. Um, while you're good, while you're cutting the hair, if they have a thick mustache, put some shaving cream on there. Some, uh, I don't use it too much, but I do use like the light shaving cream, the see-through one, and I'll put it on there that it gets off. So by the time I'm done with the haircut, the razor's already ready. I don't got to sit there and wait a couple minutes and have them flinching while it's poking and, and, and pulling hair. So you want to make sure that you kind of like, uh, how you say, um, prep the beard before you even get to it because all beards come in different, te- uh, different textures. So while you're cutting the hair, already have the beard prepped. So that helps a lot because 
when you're done with the haircut and you're combing through and it's oily and you're trying to get that straight line, the clippers ain't really hitting, there's oil all in there. It's just, it's, it takes too much time. You're wasting time. So try to prep the beard before you start. I love it. Um, question. Oh, I like this one. Should invest in money on education come before new and better equipment? Um, I would say absolutely, right? Because if I can give you the best clipper, if you don't know how to use it, it ain't going to matter. If I can give you the best clipper on the market, I could give Bree Baza a Walmart clipper. He's going to put out a better haircut than you if you don't know how to use the clipper. You know what I'm saying? So uh, investing in the education, I think, should should be the, the number one thing you do. I, I would say it's what has allowed me to be able to grow at the rate I've been able to grow. Because I'm always investing in all different types of education, whether it be uh, barbering education or just trying to become financially literate, uh, educate myself in business, educate myself in public speaking, communication skills, leadership, uh, philosophy. I'm big on philosophy and personal development and stuff like that because I'm trying to maintain this level of peace and, and, and mental clarity I have. So, yeah, absolutely invest in education. It's You're never going to go wrong invested into this thing right here you're never gonna go wrong yeah. you know what i'm saying so um definitely invest into that but also don't be cheap when it comes to your equipment you know I mean? you you want to make sure you're investing in quality tools but then once you got those quality tools just maintain and take care of them and if you start to fall in love with a tool maybe after a few months or whatever you got you buy a new blade or maybe you buy a, a couple pairs of the same tool you don't need to invest in every single tool that drops and i know the clipper company people get mad at me when i say that but it's just the truth guys like find a clipper that works for you and then stick with that clipper learn your system you know that's what's going to help you cut faster and be more efficient and just and, and be a better overall uh barber what are your, some of your thoughts on that man i agree 100 percent um you know when it comes to like you know going into you know classes i never like i said i've always felt like i'm never you know i'm never gonna be too good to stop learning so um, with these clippers man i had i had the corded hosta fast feed bro for like seven years the maroon one same clipper yeah cook it putting out heat same before all these uh you know cordless clippers started coming out you know i was man i remember when i first got the the, the cordless clippers they weren't the best and everybody was like oh you got those cordless clippers but it doesn't matter what you know clipper you have and most of the time sometimes when you go cheap guys you go cheap on anything what's what's gonna happen it's gonna break and you're gonna have to spend double to get it again more or in the long run could have just got it in the beginning and got something you know worthwhile instead of wasting your time and it breaking and being frustrated so invest in yourself. It's not bad to buy a good clipper, but see, that doesn't mean you got to buy twenty of them. So right, and some of the flack that company, uh, like a company like Wall gets, I I've seen people say things like, "Man, they really got to step it up. They haven't made anything since the senior." And it's like, bro, that's because they don't have to. You don't have you you buy a wall cordless wall senior, a corded wall senior today. You can put out fire haircuts with that thing, and it will work well on so many hair textures. It's right. a great clipper. Just because a company comes out with a newer one today, bro, if we're just being real, a lot of these newer Clippers are just now catching up to like a wall senior, bro. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So it's, yes, you want quality equipment, but don't just accidentally fall on a hype train where you're seeing Marvy Marv do a Clipper review or your favorite influencer doing a piece of content. You're like, all right, well, you know, I got to get that now. No, bro. Like find something that works for you and then stick with it. Technique over a clipper any day, man, for sure. Absolutely. You got to know how to, to use the damn clipper. Um, let's see. If there, are there any more questions? Another thing I would say, too, when it comes to speeding up, guys, is talk less and cut more. 
and, and make sure you're keeping the Clippers moving while you're talking, bro. Yeah. Like I know early on in my career, there's this myth that uh, we were, I was told, we were all told, it's like, you got to be like this charismatic people person and all of that. And yeah, there's a good a degree of truth to that for sure. And, and I've worked to be that person to be very personable, great energy, positive, have good conversation and all of that. But at the same time, bro, you don't need to talk as much as you think you do for a lot of people, bro. Some people just want to come, chill, have a, a, a short conversation. Maybe they want to scroll on their phone. You know, maybe they sit in your chair with their eyes closed. Leave them the hell alone. If you ask them a couple questions and their short answers, leave them the hell alone and just keep cutting, get through the cut. Or, or it, it just if they do want to talk, just make sure them clippers stay moving. You know, don't be the barber that when you got to make a point, you got to get all animated and throw your hands everywhere and turn the clippers off and run around the shop and yeah, not stepping back. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that, bro. Can you, you know, and if you do do it, just try to limit the amount you do it and it will um speed up your your cuts. You can talk and cut, man. Talking cut. Yeah, bro. It's like, yeah, yeah well, there's no it. way Breed Baz is developing a relationship with his clients in 20 minutes. It's like, bro, he might be, that client might love him. He might be making the client laugh for the whole 20 minutes, hitting him with some game for the whole 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah I mean, just being a good listener for 20 minutes, bro, like, it doesn't need to be hour long to develop a connection with somebody. And especially whenever you have the same goals, man, bro, them clients become long term customers because you talk game and you influence each other and, it's more than just a haircut. I'm telling you, man. You get somebody in the chair that thinks just like you or you're similar, man, they're going to come back. Absolutely. Barbers. So here's what I'm going to say. If you guys enjoyed this conversation, I need you to do a couple things. If you've got a lot of game out of this conversation up until this point, please do a couple things. Number one, flood the chat with some gems. Let us know that you got a lot of value out of this. Let Breed Baza know that you really enjoyed the knowledge and insight that he shared today because I know he's just like me to where he's his own worst critic and, and he's wondering like, you know, did, did I did I come on here and deliver? Reassure him that he did because we all know he did. So flood the chat with some gems, number one, so he can see them all come in. Number two, uh, take a picture of this or a screenshot because we're going to be wrapping up in the next couple minutes. And have it saved to your phone so that way when we end this live, you can share it to your story. Tag me in it. Tag Breed Baza in it. So that way we can show you guys some love, right? Maybe share some of your thoughts to let people know that this was yet another gem talk. All right? If you haven't done so already, again, hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. This one right here. And make sure you subscribe to Breed Baza and follow him on Instagram. All right. That's your homework. Thank you for tuning in, man. I appreciate everybody taking the time tonight to get better. Me and Marv appreciate it, man. And, you know, tonight, I hope you learned something. And uh, I wish y'all the best. Keep pushing. I need to ask you one last question. I need you to hit them with one one last thing a game um, before we go. And, again, guys, make sure you check out my, the stuff in my store I told you about. Bree said he's going to cop some merch, so that's pretty dope. I might have to hook him up with some stuff. And uh, check out the social media course, guys. Come work with the family. Again, if you sign up tonight, just let me know because I'm going to hook you up for signing up tonight as an incentive for tuning in. you said, I really agree to. What's up, bro? When you were talking about the course, there's a lot of key things that you said. Bro, listen, we're, we're going to connect more. Whether or not you come in, I think you should join the family too, but whether or not you do, we're going to work more because um, there, there's just some things I feel like you need to know as a content creator. Um, but 
So the the question I want to ask you is, this is Gem Talk. So what is one gem that you've learned that has completely transformed the way that you've approached your life and your career and changed it for the better? Um, yes, this is one that makes you think a little bit. Man, let me see. I think one thing that really changed... Say the question one more time. It was pretty cheap. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got to shake you up a little bit. I'm not trying to give you some, some no. dry answer. I'm trying to get into this. So. Yeah. So, so it's, just, it's, just, it's what what is one gem you've learned that has transformed the way you approach life, that you look at life and change your career for the better, change your life for the better? What's like a, a way of thinking or an insight or a, 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 a quote or a principle or a value that you, you stand on? Something that you feel like has just made your life better overall. A gem you could have for people. I think one thing that really made me really inspired and really changed my way of thinking. Man, it might sound silly, but when I really took this serious and I started feeling a peace of mind and, and happiness and a sense of like, like a not a feeling like kind of like a feeling like I made it. I, I I did this. I got through it. And that really inspired me to make me feel like, yo, if I could be a 20 year old kid to want to stop cutting hair and have a, a humbly speaking, a beautiful shop, a suite, have so many good things in life, I can get through anything. Mm. So that made me feel like, bro, barbering has inspired me and changed my life so much. That now anything coming my way, I feel like I can defeat it all and do it all with confidence, with no arrogance, confidence, being humble and believing in myself and my abilities and the mind is strong. And just being a barber taught me that. So, Yeah. So basically what you're saying is the fact that you were able to overcome so many of these obstacles and these challenges and come out on the other side and be successful, even though you had some some dark days and you had some days where you felt like giving up and and you fought through that and and you 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 broke through that door. And now you got on the other side where you have achieved some success because you've been able to do that. Now you've developed that belief that anything you put your mind to. Anything that you really want to go after that you want to obtain, no matter how hard it gets, you can have it because you've already proven that you could do that. 100%. I used to go to sleep at night worried, stressed out that it never happened. It's never going to happen for me. My chances are done, but I kept working and kept pushing, and I got more than that. And that, to me, is one of the most precious things in life to know that, hey, you get what you want. Mm-hmm. Want it that bad? You can have it, but you gotta want it that bad. Mm-hmm. Want it that bad? Then to leave it alone. And, and what I would say to piggyback off of that, guys, is this: because I uh, agree a hundred million percent, right? Like I, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm delusional enough to believe I can do anything that I want to do, right? And and that's where I want y'all to get because it it it's it it can be delusion, but it's also truth. Like if you just step back for a minute, right, guys. And you examine your life, like you really examine your life, and you think about the things, no matter what it is, that you've really wanted, that you've really wanted, and you put in the work to obtain, there's a good chance that you've gotten them. You've got it because you really wanted it. 
right? Like examine your life, go as far back as you can, no matter what it is. Maybe it was the girl you wanted to, to have a conversation with. Maybe you wanted to kiss her and you eventually did. Or, you know, maybe it was a job you applied for and you didn't think you were going to get it, but then you got it. And so many, you know, uh, barbering, like so, so many challenges you faced in barbering that you've overcome and now you're seeing success, right? So when you examine your life, you have enough uh, uh, results and enough credibility to be able to say like, yo, anything that I really put my mind to, I can have, right? And just adopt that thinking and that belief and take that with you because, bro, it's true. It's one thing saying you want something. It's another thing actually going after the thing that you want and putting and in the work it, and, and staying consistent. When you get it the right way and consistent, it feels so much better. Thanks, Mark. I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. No, you're. I mean, it's not. You're not even cutting me off. You. We just we tapped into the same frequency. You know what I'm saying? And like Juan, Juan saying, I love both of you. Mentioned feeling like quitting. I feel like uh, quitting at the moment. But this gem talk, tell those thoughts out. Um, thank both of y'all. And that's yeah, brother. Keep bro. Up, that that's what it's about. That's what it's about. And it's like the, the one thing I want to say real quick about quitting is there's there there is a type of quitting that. Is okay too, right? Like if you decide to go a path that you just know is not right for you, don't stay that path just because you don't want to feel like a quitter, right? right? Now, a lot of people keep themselves in terrible situations or going down a terrible path because of the thinking like, I don't want to quit, right? So there are times where it is okay to quit. Right. It, there are times for sure. But when you know in your heart that you really want something, you know it and it's just challenging or you're just frustrated or you're just unsure how you're going to pull it off. But in your heart, you know, you want it. That's when you don't quit. That's when you keep going. When you know it ain't really for you, you ain't really feeling it deep down and you just something ain't right. You know, maybe you don't do that no more. But when you know it's right for you, you know it. Keep going. So I'm proud of you, Juan. Keep going. All right. Perfectly said. So is there anything, uh, last thing you want to uh, lead, lead uh, barbers with and the people that tapped in uh, before we uh, end this conversation, bro? Anything that I, uh, you cut up a little bit, bro, I didn't hear you. I said, is there any uh, any last words of wisdom or anything, any insight that you want to leave them with before we wrap this up? Man, just the, the main thing that I'm passionate about, we determine our own pockets. I said it before. Put in that work. Like you said, when we really want something, it's possible, bro. But you got to put in the work and really want it. And that's the main thing that I wanted to say today. Just keep coming up. I mean, keep showing up. You know, keep taking it serious. And, you know, you know, however much we you want to make a week, is it's all up on you. So it's not, up to, it's not up to the shop owner. No one else, man. Just believe in yourself. And if you have an X amount of what you want to make, and not even about money, just goals in life, keep showing up. And it's all up to you. 100%. I love it. Barber. So I just want to say thank you again, homie, for taking two hours and 20 minutes to kick it with me and kick it with the barbers. We appreciate you. Uh, you can't do it with the heat. You can't do it with the gems. Um, the industry in the world is fortunate to have somebody like you. So, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Keep going. Uh, you got my support. And I know my community that rocks with me, you got their support too. They, they can feel the vibe. They can feel the energy. So, you know, the, the people that got my back got yours too. So thanks again for tapping in. Barbers, uh, make sure you take a screenshot, share this to your story, tag us in it so we can show you some love. We about to wrap this up. Uh, Bree, don't go nowhere though. I want to kick it with you for like five minutes once we end the live. To everybody else, 
Uh, thank you as well for taking the time to kick it with us. Thank you for being engaged and thank you for asking such great questions. And uh, hopefully you guys take all of this insight in all of these gems and you do something with them. All right. Yeah. Thank you everybody for showing up. I appreciate y'all. Barbers. Until next time, keep chasing greatness and we will tap in with you soon.